James Whale on Talk Radio. Some of those calls completely and utterly balmy and barking. Yeah. That's you, you've, you've stimulated that. Do you think I have? Well, no, yeah. they're probably waiting for Ian Lee when I think about it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that'll be I, it. Don't, yeah. I think I've probably sort of slipped into Ian, Ian's um, territory. What have you slipped into Ian's what? No, I've probably slipped into Ian's... Um, Ian's what? what? No, listen to what I'm saying. I've probably slipped into Ian's callers. Ah, have you? Yeah. You've been no, slipping into you, Ian's callers? Do not slip into my callers, No, please. not slipped into them, just some of the not very strange ones, you know. I know you come from the BBC, but that's not oh, allowed don't anymore. start about... Hang on, what's this one <laughs> saying? Frowned upon. <laughs> James, we have to think, James, what we would do if we were in that... Think, James, what we do in that desperate position and lost. Julie, just Suze. Yeah, you're right, absolutely. What? Just this appalling situation where there are all these people... They've got nowhere to go. Oh, Nobody wants right them. This. This. Someone's bringing in a microphone. Look at this. This is yeah. great. We're all right. We're like the Beatles and George Harrison. Oh, yeah. Why are we? Why are we doing that? Oh, Harmonies. The, the, mm. the, the big guy can kiss it. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, yeah. I, I've no idea why he's behaving like that today. He started telling, telling us whether we can take certain calls on air or not. Yeah, That's what we don't. You know, what would you do with that off. sort of yeah. thing? Yeah, we don't understand it. Sack it off. The worst calls are often the best ones, aren't they? Well, you get most juice well, out of. Exactly. I like to squeeze as Didn't much understand juice. what that call was saying, so I'm not putting them on air. Probably the best call. I think he needs to. Who you yeah. want? Yeah, those are exactly the calls I would like probably to take. Probably Oxford educated. Who? That caller. And the students. Yeah. You know, I nice. Was in at the weekend. Well, yeah, nice, isn't it? I was in the theatre nice. there many yeah. years ago. Very nice. I was in the theatre company. What, doing what? Well, I was the assistant stage manager. Oh, OK. Yeah. What, were you okay. Doing what were you doing? I was um, auditioning <laughs> for a job as an assistant stage manager yeah. and I didn't get it. Uh, no, well, you have to be able to sort of... Uh, manage a stage. Assistant no, thing. you have to be able to push a broom and uh, that. that's very and difficult. you pull the curtain rope up, don't you? Yeah, you have down. to do that as yeah, well. And, and then maybe play a little part at the end as well. You've not got a little part, James. Don't no, so I don't that's know. why I lost the job. It's uh, too big for the part. Was too big. Yeah. Spear is spear carrier. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Spear Back tomorrow at, at seven o'clock. <laughs> Thank you very much. Talk radio across the UK. Late night with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I do my head toss. Check my nails, baby. How you feeling? Feeling good as hell. Head toss. Check my nails, baby. How you feeling? feeling good. I did. That was okay. That was not the clean version. Then. No, that wasn't. That well, was but quite... how do I find the clean? I mean, how sweary does it get? I th right. Let, let me look at the lyrics because now I'm responsible for this. Now you've. Well, you're the producer. You yeah. should have checked it before. Well, I didn't know you were going to go there. You should have checked it before. You're the producer. You should have said what music are you thinking of having? <sighs> um, this is Sarah. This is a total pushing the responsibility over yeah. to the producer. And here's the well, thing. Here's the thing. In, in, in you you rail. Both of you probably rail against the patriarchy, so take some responsibility. Okay, Keep that well, swearing in. there's like... <laughs> no, that's not what, no, you oh, misunderstood. No, I didn't get it right. Totally misunderstood the point of what we were okay, saying. There's about, me. there's about five shits and an ass. What are you allowed? We're only allowed three shits and uh, an ass, and we've said shit. Well, that's it, that's yeah, it, done. gone, Go done. On. Imagine the song, everyone. It's a good one. It's a great... But there has to be a clean version. There is. They play on the radio all the time. I but mean, where, other, other radio, proper my radio. My eight-year-old takes great pleasure in telling me what the swear words are <laughs> that have been bleeped or, you know, they do, they do that kind of thing. And he takes great... That one's arse. <gasps> 
he was watching, we watched, I watched, uh, Late Night Alternative, by the way, Ian Lee, who are you? Catherine Boyle. Sarah Barron is here. Thank you for having me. You're, it's well, you're welcome. It's Thank a you. packed house tonight, guys. We've got oh, nice. work experience. Dylan is going to be answering the phones in a bit. We've got Lady Alex, who's out there. This is a packed show. But it, 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 it's, it's down. It's freezing in here. Shut the front door. You guys think it's hot in here? Where are you initially? Where where did you spend your formative years that would have developed? Suburban your... Chicago, but that's not my. Th I mean, those are winters more uh, fiercer than anything that you would mm. or most of what you would see in the UK. But I do. I, but but radio people, this is this is the thing. Yeah. Radio people have a thing about cold environments because it keeps you. I do. She done. I like it toasty. You but, like it toasty while you're working. Mm -hmm. Is Chicago? Chicago, Beautiful. murder, or is that Detroit? Oh, I think that's more Detroit. Like Al Capone is Chicago, but that's like gangsters. That's and not. The, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. I, I, but I, I don't want to speak out of turn about Detroit because it's probably not great to have a white lady be like, Detroit is murder. Okay. Like, that can't. That can't be good. We're on talk radio. We're allowed to speak oh. like that as we are the alt right. Great. White Let's with the alt white. Spread that message. Oh, I've got a new thing. The alt white. Yeah, I there think we that's go. That's gonna wash. Good pun. Yeah, thank you. Um, Sarah is, has been on the show, this is your fourth time? I, w I was going to say third, but I'm sure it feels to you like four. <laughs> but um, it definitely third, let's call it four. Comedian. Yes. Woman. Human. Yes. Mother. Yes. Wife. Yes. Anything else we can throw into Sex that? Sex kitten. Oh, yeah, I, I saw that video. I Did you think it was it. funny? I thought it was funny. Did you? Yeah. I did the. So I'm trying. I'm trying to to do you, more self promotion. Well, you know what that was? That was a thirst trap. You heard Some, of thirst traps? Ooh. No, I don't even know what you mean by a thirst. Well, a trap. thirst trap is when you do something deliberately sexy and make out that you don't realise you're doing that, and everyone says, "Oh my god, you look amazing." That's a thirst trap. Oh, so did you think that I looked nice in it? Yes. You didn't just focus on my under eye bags? No, I didn't see that. I saw the um, oh. chiseled cheekbones. Basically, Ian, I'll fill you in. Please do. So basically, I'm trying to do, um, you've let me come on because I'm trying to promote something. Although I always think the way that you promote, maybe we've talked about this, is you don't even talk about the thing you're promoting. You just go on, you act, you try to act adorable and charismatic. And at the end, you go, Sarah, do you have something to promote? And someone goes, do you know what? She was friendly so and nice. Theater, yeah, so March the theater, March the to the 21st. Yeah. Talk my language. Anyway, I was like <laughs> trying to do more promo and I'm terrible at it. Some people have a gift for it. Yeah. I'm really bad at it, but I'm like really trying to force myself with the content. Yes. So I made this video and I was thinking who like who watches a video that I made and put on Instagram and I think oh it's probably like if someone has followed me because they've seen me gig and thought oh she was funny I'll follow her yeah but then also it's like dudes I used to bang do you know what I mean I like do. by bang you mean sex yeah yeah okay I don't know if that's a, but like you know that's like I'll be like oh so-and-so from 2007 looked yeah. at my video yeah. <laughs> so I sort of dedicated my video to people who know me through comedy or mid naughties, mid twenties, Sarah, and that I, was my sh that was my shtick, and I thought it was sort of funny. And then I like yelled at my husband during yeah, the, the video. Yeah, the first like the first three seconds, you like I'm doing a video, doing some content. Dirt, uh, and I thought, God, I bet she's a nightmare to live with. I'm so I'm so also, great. The thing that struck me, I don't want to be that guy, but you wrote. This is for my admirers. Yeah, for I wrote for my admirers. I kept it ambiguous. You didn't. What did I do? You wrote for my admirers. No. Yes, you did. Didn't a you? A typo. Well, I just thought that's just the way Americans speak. For my, my admirers. admirers. Oh, and that was what 
crushed me. I thought, can we cancel? Is it too late to cancel her? And we could, I spoke to Catherine and Catherine said, no, we cannot cancel her. Not in 2020? No. For my oh, admirers. Typo. The shame. It's because, you know, my father always says, like, one of his, like, life slogans is, like, we're running late. Slow down. It yeah. means that when you get crazy, you just gotta... And I was so embarrassed and uncomfortable posting a video, a story yeah. on Instagram that I... More speed, less haste. More speed, less I thought haste. it was the other way around. More haste, less speed? Mm. That would be insane. If you're hasty, you're slipping things. I'm sorry to embarrass you in the first few no, minutes, but we I learn we from our a, mistakes. We totally do, and I think we have a dynamic such that I would want you to be that direct with me very early on. Thank you so much. Thank you. You see, I told you we shouldn't cancel her. Don't cancel you're going, me. We've got to cancel her. She's, I said, no, we're not cancelling her. She's a great guest. She's she's coming. She's staying on the show. I have a good energy. You've right? got great vibe. Yeah, 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 I do. Um, I don't understand stories. I mean, I don't understand yeah. stories, but on Instagram, and you can do them on I don't, I've posted I just to do one around. picture or one video, yeah. and then that's the, that's the end. I've posted yeah. to a story, but I don't know how that changes anything in my, in my world. I, I can't, I can't okay. step in here with this. I barely... I don't understand why you do a story. I guess no. stories disappear. They're less... They're not a part of your permanent oh. collection. You can put little things on the video or graphics. the picture. Graphics. No. But, I mean, I, I, it makes me feel so depressed about my age. Because it really feels like a language that, as someone who is not 26... No. I fail to speak... TikTok? No, no. I, I, that's is that mute like miming to songs? TikTok. I, I I've never I I feel like I feel about TikTok like I feel about global warming. I feel like the end is coming and I can't I can't I'm stopping at Instagram. Yeah. I can't keep up. We downloaded it during the show once and then I deleted it about five minutes not later. Not for us, is it? It was I. It was so. It, is it, it not just videos? But it's like short. It's like sort of what Vine used to be, but. It's more musical. I just didn't... I did not understand it. I might as well have just downloaded a book in Chinese yeah. and gone... So you really... You, you're not sure what it... It's, no. You, you, no. You can only say it's sort of Vine, but more musical. And then from what I understand yeah. is it's people copying someone else's. So they'll do the same dance and they'll mime to someone else's. And Let's put your headphones on. If you follow that cable, there's there's a, a, a knob that will turn it up or turn it up or down. Have we got a correspondent for TikTok or something? Are you unplugged? I think I'm unplugged. Oh, that okay. is definitely I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm... Where's, the, where's your, uh... Oh, I feel so wild with him not on the mic. Can yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Anything could happen. Visual? Not there. Um, okay. Because okay. we do have someone who I'm considering employing as a TikTok correspondent. He's just gone! What? Get unbelievable. He panicked. He, Alan Caddick panicked that um, he was going to be asked about... You know about, why? He's gone to Google TikTok. He's gone to Google TikTok, which is, would be a great website if that existed. Um, let... 9th to the 21st of March. Yes, sir. Soho Theatre. Yes. We're going to plug oh, the plug it. ass oh, off of plug that. Plug the ass out of that. Uh, are you worried oh. that you will c catch coronavirus from one of your, your fans? Oh, my God. Oh, you not, you'd not consider that possibility? No. Want to cancel it? Yeah. Because we're purposefully doing um, half-empty shows now because of coronavirus, aren't we? We're doing a show in, at the Glee Club in Cardiff. We've, we've sold 61 tickets. Oh, it's this Sunday, 61 tickets. It's great. It's a great turnout. It holds 460. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know all about Cardiff Glee. It's a stand-up club. Yes, man. 
We are screwed. No, no, no. I think so, we're being so clever. Wait, is this what's happening? Is that people are not coming to things because of the coronavirus? That, that must be it. it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not asking that facetiously. I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Up until I have been cautiously watching coronavirus, just watching it and seeing how it develops. And I've been washing my hands more. And how parent, like on a scale of one to ten, where do you fall on the hypochondria scale? Um, oh, God, he's way up there. Oh. <laughs> Are you that? Are you? You get a little, little... No, I don't get a little. I thought I had stomach cancer mm -hmm. because I had blood coming from my my anus. But that's a, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. Yeah, like you're supposed to... And what did it turn out to be? It turned out it was stress and anxiety. Oh, you poor baby. Thank you so much. That's I'd tough. like to work with you. Well, I think I said that last time. I think we were pre pretty similar, actually. Yeah, except, yeah. She, except you're... You tire like, of her, too. You're negative and she is positive. Mm. Got that American she, vibes. I'm like the new one. It's she is for now. The new one, yeah. right? It's yeah. like when they got rid of the original Jan Brady and they replaced her with fake Jan, as mm -hmm. she unfortunately became known... You could be my fake I jam. Be fake jam. I would never do that to you, Kath. No, I know you wouldn't. Well, I would do it. Could, with, within a heartbeat. Within a heartbeat. <laughs> yes. I've never. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm. I'm. So, so, so you have a. You don't feel that you have the hypochondria to you, but you're like he's got oh, a little got it. bit. He's got it terminally. Do you have it? No. So you're not worried. You're worried. Is this is this a good summation of where you guys are at? But in terms of coronavirus, I haven't been worried. Then I had a really nice chat with my boys who were eight and ten over the weekend. I said, "What do you think about this?" And uh, they they were kind of cool about it. But uh, but then the news today is basically that we're all screwed. We're yeah, we're going to get it. That was the news today. The government has said, "Yeah, you're all screwed. You're all screwed. You're all going to die." So well, we're all going to oh, die wait, or something. Wait, they're not. They're all saying we're all going to get it, right? Yep, yep, yes. Young and old will die, which is good because I think that levels the playing field. What a constitutes bit. young? Like maybe under TikTok, <laughs> TikTok, TikTok. Wait. So basically, TikTok's out. Facebook is on its way. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Um, oh God, only Twitter left. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Um, we don't want to speak to Ken. We don't want to speak to Holy Ken. He says on my screen, Ken thinks coronavirus is a sign of God's judgment of the sinful world. Oh, wow. We knew we go. Good. Jeez. Do you know what's so terrifying is that I read a book that was excellent called Station Eleven, and I must have read it in November. And what it's about is a, uh, a disease that comes out of Georgia, the country, not the U.S. state. Mm -hmm. It's called the Georgia flu. And everyone in the... like Something like 99% of the population is dead in a week. And it was very scary, and it was it was done in a very realistic way. And this coronavirus stuff, but most half of the people who get it get rid of it. Mm. So fifty percent die. No, no, no. That, that's the no, stats no, no. you just given. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about get rid of it. I'm talking like they get it and then it's gone, yeah. right? Like fifty percent of the immune. people. No, I think they get it and then they then they're just fine. What like happens the, to the other fifty percent? Well, what then all... they keep it, but they're not all dying. She's making me feel worse. The I think she's a real doctor. <laughs> you guys, this is Doctor Sarah, Sarah Barron, right from the, the virology the, yeah, unit. Yeah, the MD um, <laughs> no. from Guys Hospital is here. Here's the thing, because because uh, there was a Peter oh, Andre. God. Peter Andre has sadly passed. No, he hasn't. <laughs> Peter Andre 
um, was at an event, like a signing or an after show or something, and there was a, there were posters put up in the venue saying, notice, due to the recent cases of the coronavirus, do not have any physical contact with Peter Andre. Please do not take any selfies with Peter Andre. Well, he's got it, you think, then? Well, but then Peter Andre came out and said, this is what Peter Andre said, okay, I'm from Australia, okay, this must be a wind-up because I hugged everyone I met. People were saying to me that they had been told not to touch me and that there were signs. South Africa. I thought... <laughs> <laughs> you started out well and you, you did. Don't, please, don't. It was fine. It was the timing was so I strong. I thought they were joking. Here we go. Brilliant. <laughs> I am now officially a diva without being a diva. On a serious note, though, don't touch me. <laughs> you seen that? So he says it was cool touching me, but actually don't touch me. So what is going on in this world? Oh. Can we touch? Right, this is what we need to establish. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Who can is allowed to touch Peter Andre anymore? We touch Andre. That's the question on everyone's lips. Oh, I should say you can phone in. By the way, Sarah's here for the first hour, and we'll we'll just chat as we do. But if you want to call in and do oh. your normal nonsense, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Um, I am starting to get a little bit aware. Of the coronavirus, I'm not panicking. I think, and also, I think it's our duty as uh, award double award nominated broadcasters wow. to not thank you so much mm -hmm. to not panic. I mean, it's my name that is on the yes, thing, yeah, and it's yeah. my generosity that includes. Quite, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so sorry. I forgot your name. Your boss. There we go. Yeah, it, oh, boss. Okay, oh. We'll, we'll discuss that during the break. Um, so I'm double. Anyway, that, that's fine. You're I've got your. Uh, you're my plus one. <laughs> <laughs> this is an outrage. Have but, you bought a dress? Mm. I've got. I'm going jumpsuit. Oh, tight. Yes. And are you wearing a tuxedo? No, it's I'm wearing nice the same suit that I wore two years ago. Nice. Yeah, for the thing. I bet you're going to look really nice, you guys. We're going to look like a hot couple, and like um, hot couple. people are going to say you guys should get married, and we'll go. Ugh, not a chance. But please let me finish what I was saying. Please get on with it. Please, can we go to a break while I tell her off now? Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Catherine, can you just say that one more time? I said my kids are disgusting. I know we're all washing our hands, but my kids, I don't think they are. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I think it's our responsibility not to create panic, is what I was, it was saying, because mm -hmm. it would be so easy to come on and go, hey guys, we're all going to die of this coronavirus. And people listen to the radio and they, they take what is said as fact, when it could just be opinion, and it, it has the ability to scare people. But on a serious note, we are all going to die of the coronavirus. No, Great. I'm starting to become a little bit... The, the, the stuff the government was saying today um, has made me just think, okay, well, maybe this is going to be something. This isn't going to be swine flu or bird flu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or one of those ones that, was, that came and went and was nothing. Yeah, do you think it'd be more like norovirus? Yes. And you know in, in China, they're saying like 60,000 people have had it. Mm. You know that's closer to half a million. That's China. That's China, because I—they're not going to come out and tell the truth about that at all. They might, the whole country may be dead for all we know. Have you been there recently? No. Have you been to China? No. We just don't know what's going on. 
I did email someone from China through Amazon and they said that my delivery will be a little bit late because they've not been allowed into their factory. <laughs> so that's my update. Uh, Sarah Barron, 9th to the 21st at the Soho Theatre, which is a lovely place. You're not doing all of those nights. Have you got breaks in between? No, I'm doing all those nights. Wow. I'm not doing the 15th, but I'm doing every single night. Wow. Yeah. And it's the show that you did in Edinburgh last year. Yes, Edinburgh of 2019. And will it, will it be any different? Is it the, How much does it vary from that summer to now? Or is it now? That's Zero. a tight, Yeah? Yeah. 55 minutes? 52 minutes. Oh. Like, who, like, who, who's, who, who gets to 45 minutes no. of listening to one person talk and goes, I need another 15. It's tough to keep it interesting. It is. As someone who has done sh yeah. solo shows and not, but not really stand up. I cheated and had props and videos and things. It's tough to keep attention. Yeah. So I, I heard someone say, oh, you know, the thing when they say an hour is that you do a max of 52 minutes and right. keep it more like 50. And I, I like to listen to that role. Mm. Um, because, yeah, no one needs it to be longer. Last time you came here, mm. you weren't that famous. I'm still... No, but I'm you, supposed to, like, play it... But you're yeah. popping up everywhere yeah. now. I'm seeing you on so many things. What was that? You did the roast with, with I, the Richard Aaron. I was going to say that. Battle looked, on Comedy Central. horrendous. It was awful. Do you know what? Actually, it wasn't horrendous at all. It looked... Oh, you, so you no. basically had to stand in front of Richard Herring, mm -hmm. who has got a mighty fierce tongue. I've been at the end of it. Yep. I like Richard now, but, you know, there was beef in the past. And you had oh, to insult each okay. other. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I couldn't watch the show. I watched that little clip that you posted, and I just... I couldn't do it. It looked horrible. What? So how did you? Really? Do yeah, it did. Oh no, it was so. So first of all, like, like, do you ever? Uh, do you ever watch the roast battles that they do in the states? Like, uh, so they'll, they'll have it. It'll be like the roast of Alec Baldwin. Yeah, I'm aware of them. Yeah, and those things are like. So I watched some of those because the comedy writing is unbelievable. Yeah. So there are all these like really hardcore jokes at Alec Baldwin about like you know, suicide attempts and him screaming at his daughter and their jokes about... Nothing's off limits, is it? In nothing. those ones. And actually, there's quite a bit that... Well, I'll step away from what I was about to say, but the point is, right, there's nothing off limits on those. Yeah. Whereas in these, it felt like, you know... I just thought it was, I don't, I think if you watched it, I don't know how sensitive you are with those things, yeah. but I, it didn't feel brutal to do it It was, felt all. more playground It felt to you. totally playground. And how did it work? You was, you looked like you were stood quite close to each other. And yeah, so that's actually the most uncomfortable, as I watched a little bit, I was like, I can't watch this, this is embarrassing, because I'm like overplaying, like I should be acting for camera, but I was acting for stage, Yeah. if you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you just kind of stand there and you go... Joke about, you know, joke about being the lesser half of Herring and Lee. Joke yeah. about that you have a much younger wife. Joke about how short and fat you are. You know, it's just, you just kind of hit them. Yeah. And he comes back at me. And I felt bad for him because what you want is you want to be the low status person. Right. So yeah. I'm low status and Richard Herring is much yeah. more famous and all these sorts of things. So I was like, oh, sh shoot. Thank you. Whew, Thank he's, you for not saying shit oh, there. Oh, God, you're, you're very welcome. Appreciate it. Um, and he's got to, like, talk about a woman, about, like, some woman who's nobody. <laughs> and I was like, tell me that I'm old. So he came, he made, like, a joke about labia. Yeah. Funny. He made a joke about, like, fertility struggles. A joke about IVF, yeah. But I think that's funny. Okay. It wouldn't be funny if the thing that I had always wanted in my life was to have a kid and I never, ever got there. And my great pain was that I was childless. I have right. a son. So now it's all fun, you know, like. Yeah. So it, I, I, I felt I had a very easy, I think if it had been properly about like me looking r really old, that could have hurt me. Yeah. Because that's like a thing that I feel properly sensitive about is looking old. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's your, 
Yeah, I did a podcast with this guy who will remain nameless, but he said something. He's like, oh, and I'm like, I'm 45 and we're the same age, right? And I was like, no, I'm definitely younger than you, but great to know I look 45. Said with respect for anyone who's 45. But the point is when you're 40 (laughs) and work and most of your colleagues are 26, you're like... 34 guys, right? 34. She's 34. I never understood that until like the last couple of years when you look around and you realize, oh my God, I'm the office mum. Yep. That's how they see me. I remember being one of the kids and then all of a sudden you realize they're deferring to you. One of them said, oh, Catherine, I really love your clothes. I'm going to dress like that when I'm your age. (gasps) (gasps) She meant it nicely. But they, they're just... Took the wind out of my sails. Yeah, it's really tough. When you're surrounded by those people, you don't see yourself as that much different. And then you realize, oh, they do, though. You look, you look, your outfit tonight is really, I thought it when I saw you. There was a spring in her step. Thank you. But Kat's got sass. Yeah, total sass. And like her hair and her look and the whole thing is Yeah, but at the same time, I'm not 23 anymore. No, God, no, 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 miles from that. I mean, double that and we're getting I'm glad I'm not 23 anymore. Okay. No, but I, I, oh God, to to be 26 again Mm -hmm. for a month. Oh. But that's the age I am in my head. 26. 26, 27. What, Ian, what age are you in your head? I'm 24 in my head. That's where you sort of went, mm hmm, this is me. I'm done. Yeah, uh, but I'm I, know I'm, I know I'm nearly 47. I'm, ne- I'm, I'm practicing saying I'm nearly 50. But in my head, I'm, I'm, I, f- I feel like I'm 24. It's weird, isn't it? Mm. I wonder what that is. I wonder if there is like a key event at that period in your life that locks you into it. I remember yeah. saying this to my grandma. She was 94. And I said, Grandma, I feel like I'm, I'm about 26. She went, so do I. That's the shocker. Oh, God. We've got, I don't know who this is. Hello, line two, you're on the wireless. Okay. Someone listening to the radio. radio. Let's go to Alistair. Good evening, Alistair. Oh, uh, Lady Catherine, Sir Ian, and hello, Sarah. Oh, no title. No title there for Sarah. She's turned her back on the throne. Is Sarah a baron? (laughs) Yes. Baron Sarah. Oh, oh. Thank you. A little bit, yes. Clever. (laughs) (laughs) Write that one down. Anything they say, you can have for free. Put it in the act. There you go. What can we do for you, Alistair? Well, first of all, Sarah, good luck for your shows. Oh, thank you. I appreciate um, that. I won't be able to go because I live too far from London. I'm and he's afraid. got coronavirus. And he's got it. Yes, okay. I live in the north. Yes, I can tell from your accent. It's very charming. Yeah. Uh, the Winterfell, if you like. Yes, in the, UK. the north. So, um... Alice, I have to tell you, she's married, so if you're hitting on her, totes in a probes. Though my husband is a northerner. Yeah, she's, okay, she's so, into that. Yeah, into <laughs> she's into that. <laughs> so you, you that. live in you live in the UK, then, Sarah. I do. I, I'll put my cards on the table. I can tell by the sound of your voice that you're too old for me, but I still like the affection and the attention. <laughs> After what you've just said about people assuming ages, I know that, it's you've terrible. It about, I know it's such a double standard. I feel guilty, but <laughs> it was my truth. Alistair, what would you like to say? Um, well, I've, I've been worried this weekend, Ian, about my financial situation and okay. yours yes don't worry about mine so but yeah I've, I've been looking for um things to do and i've been scouring netflix oh right yeah go on and uh, what about me. you and me we go to the royal mint okay yes and because you're a very enigmatic person i am yeah you you distract so if anyone's listening to this in authority, this is only hypothetical. Now, 
Just you a minute, are we, are, we, are we planning a heist? I just want to get this clear. No, we are not planning yeah. a heist. Yeah. yeah. No. I'm going to go I'm going to go to the toilet, pretend to go to the toilet, what? but go and find a bit of money and stash it in my underpants. There won't be money in the toilets unless you, you're trying to earn it in the toilets. What is this com complicated rent boy plan, Alistair? <laughs> <laughs> I say I'm going to the toilet, but I'll actually have a look around, see if I can find a so bit we, of... So you and me rock up at the Royal Mint. They recognise me because I was on I'm a Celebrity. I'm chatting yeah. to the person behind the desk and you go, oh, I'm just going to go to the toilet. Then you go yeah. into the Royal Mint and steal money. Yeah, Catherine so, can come as well if she wants. Oh, God, yeah, it sounds legit. I'm in. It does actually sound like a brilliant idea, <laughs> now, I, now I think on it. <laughs> All right, Alistair, we're, um, we're, we're off on Wednesday. How about then? Uh, I can bang Wednesday. Thank you. Nice one. No, oh, God, no. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Great. Yeah. You should do it. I, I'm going to say something. I was going to say a sentence that annoys me when people say it to me. But I'm oh, going to say it to you. These. Yeah, I'm ready. You should do a radio show. As if it's... As if it's people say to me, oh, you should oh. be back on telly. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'll phone oh, Channel yeah, 4, yeah. You, well, let's say you should do a radio show. What I'm trying to say is I'd, I'd listen to you. Thank you. I would listen to you. Thank you. And can I... I... I, I can't... Uh, um, Oh, well, maybe I wouldn't, Who, actually. Yeah, after that. God, did that just <laughs> take a dump Audition all over failed. that compliment? <laughs> Jesus. I, everyone has a podcast, right? Because everyone can't do radio. Yeah, and so when yeah. they can't do radio, they do a podcast. So, But I, I do think, Ian, my dream mm. is to interview people. Mm. Oh, you'd be so good at that. Like, I would, I, it would be my dream if I could just sit and really, like, it would have to be a sort of, I'm going to mess up with the no holds bar. Duh. Barred? No yes. holds barred? No holds barred? No holds barred. But if I could really ask some, if I could just interview people who would come ready to play and yeah. be like, we're not going to talk about your job, I don't want to talk about your job, like, I got some personal questions. Yeah. Get into it. It's my whole dream. Yeah. You don't, you don't do a podcast now, do you? I want, I'm, it's, it's something, oh. something's in the works. Oh. But it's so nothingy that I can't even talk about it, but we'll talk about it off air. But I want it to be good, but it could be a poop pile. Okay, well, when it's when it's out, come back on and plug it, if we you, still you have a job. What? If you still have a job, also a funny thing was that you and my husband, my husband is friends with both of, both of you, yeah. and I have said to him at certain points when I've been like, oh, I'd like to go back on the show, and I'll say to my husband, I'll be like, when Ian says, you're welcome back anytime, yeah. what does he mean? Yeah. Oh, and wow. my husband went, once a year. <laughs> no! No! no. <laughs> Your husband's a piece of trash. He's sabotaging you and us. Your so husband like, is Do you think I can? He's like, no, 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 you can't. Uh, you can't. You, you, that I can only come once a year. That's what he told me. That's what he told me. Big G. That's what he told me once a year. He's trying to crush you. He's, he's trying he's, to sabotage me. He's Bradley Cooper, your Lady Gaga. Yes! Oh my God, I cried when that film because I was like, I'm Lady Gaga and he's Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I totally. Say. He's trying to crush you. I'm hoping it doesn't end like that, but know. he's trying to crush you because, let's be honest, your star is in the ascension. She's ascending, he's descending. I didn't want to say it. I did the hand movement, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I didn't want to say yeah. it. I don't want to be responsible for him feeling bad. No, here's the thing. When me and Kath say, you're welcome on any time. Yeah. Properly, if I have something where I'm like, ooh, anytime. I would like to go do a thing, you'd let me in. Even if you're just around the corner doing something else. Really? You are welcome to come in. Okay, anytime. I'm going to tell him that you said that, and then we'll reassess a game plan of what you really no. mean when you no, say no, it. No, seriously, that's what we really I think mean. he means once every two years. <laughs> here's, the, here's the deal with us. We don't invite people in. No. no. Because it's too, you got, I mean, I don't want to, you know, to talk about, but we, you have to have a nice, right? There's got to be a yeah. good, you have to have someone We only have talk. people in that we like. We right? never 
really, we, we get all the, the emails, oh, such and such has got a book out, such and such. Very rarely do we go with that. We have our friend Saffron from Republican, because I like her and I'm a bit worried about her. So when th they had a record out, it was like, yeah, come in, we'll have a chat, definitely. You're obviously doing the show, but it's great to have you in. Great so you're welcome here, yes. to Thank be you. here. But generally, it's just people that we like. We ignore most of the PR emails and we get people yeah, that we like. we don't just have someone in as an excuse to have someone in, do we? Because if someone came here ready to plug in a hard and heavy way, yeah. the vibe would be yeah. very yeah. weird with you two. We had, I tell you what, we had um, the face man from the A-Team in, right? Oh, I've the, never seen the A-Team well, starring... The face man, Dirk Benedict, okay. George Peppard, Let me Mr. get you a, a Google image, you'll Mr. T is, lives near my hometown, that's all I'll say. <laughs> Are you saying he's a murderer? No. No, that's Detroit. Chicago. Oh, yeah, yeah, Detroit. yeah. Um, so we had the face man from Mr. T from okay. the A Team, okay. right, which is a big show in the eighties. Oh, okay. Now, he, a a friend of mine was looking okay. after him, and he said, "Would you want him on the show?" I said, "Mate, I would love him." He said, "He's here with his son, and his son is promoting shin pads." Shin pads. Uh -huh. And I said, "Do you know what? That's a good little bow. I don't mind paying that price of plugging shin pads two or three times in, a, in an hour long interview to have Dirk Benedict. That was a price that was worth paying. It, it kind Sh of and we're saying shin." Pads. Shin yeah. pads. You know, like for soccer. But made of bamboo. No, Catherine. I'm speaking her language. No, don't. Fine. She's I'm making her feel welcome. She's in our country. Football. I have. It's been Football. eight years. I can do Okay. But, so that's not, okay, that's interesting. All right, keep going. But that was kind of the, the, the most we had to, we've yeah. ever had to compromise. But actually, it was a nice story about him backing his son up, yeah. who's trying to embark on this business venture. There's a little bit of casual racism in there, but we managed to oh, go God. over that. It's only a little He's been bit. living in a cabin in Montana He's for a long time. He's a 70-year-old guy. He doesn't know that we don't say Oriental anymore. We, oh. we politely corrected him and we moved on yeah, and it was fine right. and he may have learned something. Right, he um, grew. Let's say hello to David. Good evening, David. Good evening, everybody, and good evening to the new lady. Oh, oh. thank you. David, is there any mm. chance you could speak into the telephone? I'm speaking quietly. Is this a bit better? That's a yes. little bit, but David's just had a new baby. That's why he's speaking quietly. Oh, congratulations. Not a, I've not got a child. It's, it's a cruel joke. Okay. Same strange That's no, no way to refer to your children. Oh. Kathleen, you're better than that. I really am can not. I, right. Can I just say, uh, these guys are uh, a couple of j jokers, Sarah. Uh-huh. Tell me you more. Know, get, is it Sarah, Sarah, Sarah? It's Sarah, as though there's an H on it, although there is not. Right. Mm -hmm. What I need to get from you is a bit of information. Okay. Oh. Do you know anybody who's... Uh, passed over recently um not too recently to make it emotionally upsetting in the last well, 25 years the, <laughs> i am one of those people who I, I hate even these words coming okay yes i can think of someone that i know who passed on maybe seven years ago uh, do you believe in the afterlife i don't do you well, I'm a, as, as, as the guys in the studio. Do you want to tell her a bit about me? I want you to tell me a bit about you. David's, I, a, David's a knob. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm a paranormal investigator. Okay. And I'm the UK's leading paranormal investigator since Derek Self styled, Carver. yes. Well, don't forget Clinton Baptiste. <laughs> Can I, um, David? David? Yeah. Do you have a. Uh, a, a job that supplements that? I, I do, yes. What is that? Well, I work in the chicken factory. Oh, okay, cool. 
He sexes chickens. Okay. No. This I isn't even a joke. Lane, no. He cooks I his eggs out. So what can it. you tell me about someone that I know who has passed on? I can tell you that they're doing really well. Uh-huh. That's good. It's comforting. And, uh, it is. I'm getting, I'm getting a G. I'm getting a G. Okay. Okay. There's a G in the name. Oh. Yeah. yeah, there is. A G followed by a Z. Oh, no. A G followed by a Z. I don't yeah. think there's a name like that, really. I'm way off, aren't I? Well, do you want to know about chickens? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you do with the chickens? We, I um, survey them and make sure that they're not getting backed up with eggs. Okay. It's getting a bit boring now, David, so we're going to say goodnight. Okay. Thank you. Um, oh, three, four, you were four. just about to create a lot of vegans, though, because I didn't keep nine, talking. Nine, thousand. Let's go to Gatford. Good backed evening, Gatford. up with eggs. <laughs> Good evening, Ian, Kath and Sarah. Okay, let's stop um, saying all three names, because just to say good evening, we know it's for everyone. Oh, but they're, being, they're letting me know that they learn my name. Exactly. It's so sweet of them. So so all right, then Catherine that. and I will forfeit our good evenings. You can say, just say good evening, Sarah. <laughs> good evening, Not Sarah. now, you've done it. What, oh, okay, fine. What would you like well, to say? I just wondered whether Sarah would like to try out her direct interviewing style on me. With Britain's most boring man, would you? Most narcissistic thing I've ever heard, but sure I would. So, um, would you like to talk to me about myself? Well, I would, because what made you so strange? So, where are you from and what's your age? I'm I'm from Catford in southeast London. Oh, I've done some stand-up goods there. I'm sorry, you're 45? Yeah. Married or single? 45, yeah. Married or single? Single. Single. And have you... Go on. Yep. I'm single because I haven't met anyone appropriate. Well, the thing is, or, is that they, that's what, yeah. what we'll get into if I can do my ultimate podcast, is that there is something actually up with you that means that you've been single the whole time. It's not about the fact that you haven't met the right person. This guy's only got nine toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There that's we go. Yeah, what, yeah, I, um, yeah. What's the longest long-term relationship that you've had? Three months. Okay. Okay. Um, your parents well, are they- yeah, sorry? This is, this is direct. You put yeah, yourself up for this, Gafford. You put yourself up for this. I asked this. for this. Yeah. I asked for this. Sorry, my parents. Uh, mother so, alive, father passed on. And when did he pass on? Uh, two years ago, pretty much. Oh, uh, I'm, two years ago. I'm sorry, because that's pretty recent. Ian, you can yeah. hop in here at whatever point this is dominating your radio show. No, I, tour, I, but oh I mean, God, I'm, okay, I, okay. I get paid the same for Great. saying I less. I just didn't know. Okay, <laughs> so, so the longest, you're 45 years old, the longest that you've, are you, uh, do you identify as a heterosexual man? I, I do, yeah. You do, and so that three months. Are you in? Are you open in sharing how many sexual partners you've had in your forty-five years? Uh, zero. Zero. So you're a forty-five-year-old virgin. Yep, and ha- I'm happy with that. And happy with that. And what yeah. do you think? If I said to you, "Huh, that's a really unique circumstance," what is your opinion of of what has gone on in your life that's led you there? What would you tell me? Well, I, I, I'm a Christian, so I don't believe in sex before marriage. So that, that part of it is kind of you know a given, but also okay. as well, it's never really it's never come up. Not to say anything Sorry. rude, it's, it's I've never been presented with the op, with the with the option. Do you masturbate? Is the Pope in the woods? Right. Okay. Did he say he's yeah, the Pope yeah, in cool. the woods? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. By the way, I've been speaking to Gatford for 15 years. I didn't years. know any of this. This yeah. is the most... You're you told, incredible. Right? I this mean, I just wanted most, to say... This, this is the most you've ever heard. This is what I was born for. Okay, wow. so this is a really interesting guy. So, do you know... Do you, and I'm assuming you don't know... Because uh, you don't... Kn- 
I think what's really interesting is that for most people, even if you don't believe in sex before marriage, there are, are there other mess, the people do other messing around things. So I'm wondering, do you think you have an average level of attractiveness? No. Are you less than average in terms of your attractiveness? Yeah, I would say less than average, but not ugly. Okay. Do you know what? That was so, you had such a clear sense of that that I feel very confident that that's a very fair assessment of your own looks. Mm. Ian and Kath, do you agree? Mm. Yeah. So what, how, do you go on the apps? Do you, what, what do you do to try and meet I, women? I, I've tried the apps, but get scared off because they're mostly populated by very confident women. And um, what is difficult for you when you think of a like what scares you when you think of a woman being quote unquote very confident? Um, that I'm not, and therefore mm. it would be uh, I would either get involved in someone that I wasn't really that into, or uh, get trapped in something or like that. Do you feel like scared by the idea of having sex with someone? Possibly, but not not one hundred percent. Not like you know. That's that. Yeah, that's why. I don't, that's why I don't. But just possibly, I suppose. And it's such a never, big. Never really considered it. Hmm. Have you thought about joining? Like, um, on a scale of one to ten, this is my next question. On a scale of one to ten, how bothered are you by the idea of a life lived totally alone in a life of virginity? Like, one is like, it's so uh, uh, devastating, you're going to kill yourself tomorrow. Ten is like, you genuinely don't care, and you have, like, a very happy life. Seven. That's great. Mm. It genuinely, it's just, it, yeah, it's a seven, and possibly the older you get, it's rising rather than dro dropping. Yeah, I can see that. Because you don't, you don't, you know, it doesn't, other things are more important. Do you, um, do you have siblings? Yes, one, one younger sister. And what's her story? Is she married? She's married uh, uh, for about six years, or no, sorry, eight years, and I, ha I have a six-year-old nephew. And does your do your parent, does your mother and or your sister know about your virginity? Yeah, both. I would, I'd, yeah, both do. And is your sister equally religious to you? No. No. So is that something that you grew up with at home, and you just held on to it, and she didn't? Yeah, basically, she 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 um, rebelled, and I didn't. And what does your mom think? Because I know a lot of people who I grew up in a really Jewish community and a lot of the parents were like very obsessive about their kids marrying within the Jewish faith. And then the kids get to be about 40 and the Jewish moms are like, anybody will do. Just give me some grandkids. <laughs> so now your mom is like, how old is your mom, by the way? Uh, she'll actually be 69 tomorrow. Oh, happy birthday to her. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And your parents stayed married the whole time, I assumed, until your father Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, because uh, from, they're... From, uh, out of, um, from my mum was a teenager, we were 17, right up to my father passed. Because it's so interesting. There are these people who won't have sex because of, they don't, because of religious reasons, but most of those people don't wind up as virgins into their 40s. So why do you think you're... Did you have, like, opportunities when you were younger and they kind of... No, I don't think I did. No. No. No, no opportunities. Uh, but, but also because I think I was possibly a bit scared and therefore didn't push any, you know, didn't go, I didn't, I didn't pursue any possibles, shall we say. See, now, if I wasn't too worried about keeping this interesting because I have this awareness on radio, like where I would really want to go deep with David. Go wherever you want to go. Well, I mean, Gatford. Gary. Gary, yeah. I'm so sorry. Go wherever you want to go. That works. Well, no, I'm just thinking like, I'm sort of like living out my therapist fantasy right now. And I'm interested in like, like, so I, this is what, you seem like such a nice person and now, you know, I don't want to like, 
but but okay, I, I well, I, I'm, so I've got a, a four year old son, and I'm going to be really honest with you that if I think about him as a virgin at 45, that makes me feel upset. That makes me feel mm. like he's not okay. living a full and happy life. But maybe those are my own. Uh, prejudices about us having to be in relationships. I wonder, do you think you're asexual? That's like a diagnosis, like being bisexual or pansexual or homosexual. There's asexual, and I wonder, but it's also, it's not just that you are not interested in intercourse, it's that you've never had a relationship. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know because, you know, I have had periods, lots of interesting women, you know, let's not just, let's not say it's not. So I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I don't suppose if I'm asexual more than don't care about sexual. I wonder what the it, difference is not, between those two things. I don't think, asexual to me is someone who avoids it. It's I, more it just hasn't... I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I need have you ever seen a therapist? Have you ever seen a therapist? Uh, yes, but not for this. Oh, well, what did you see a therapist for? Uh, anxiety. Well... And do you, uh, do which, you medic- which which is which was not related to this? It was more work related. Oh, okay. So it was like there was a. Prote- what do you do for What do you do for a living, Gary? I I, I work for the NHS. I'm a, an administrator. Oh, wonderful. Um, is this still on air? Yes. Yeah. I, think so, yeah. I wonder if people are finding oh, it interesting or boring. Can I, can I give you some feedback from Twitter? Well, not if it's going to hurt my feelings. It's not. Oh, okay. Dear. Yeah. Um, Dave says, so Sarah Barron absolutely ru- ruling it on the show. I assume Ian and Kath have gone for pizza. <laughs> Nick says, okay, yeah. I want to listen to Sarah's podcast now. Brilliant. Dev says, this is fabulous. I've just shelved a De Niro film to listen to this. Um, and the phone lines start to fill up with the next guest to be interviewed on Barron. Oh my God, I meant, wow. I meant for it. I meant oh, for it. Andy Barron says, is a great name. Andy says, what a lovely voice Sarah Barron's got. I could listen to her all night, sign her up, talk radio. And Candy says, this is genius. <gasps> and sit Stan says, Sarah should walk for, work for MI5. Oh my God! Oh my God! I'm having a star turn! I'm having a star turn! I'm having a star there's turn! Not, there's not one snarky comment there. I'm really? Not, I'm You're not, not even editing out. There's not one snarky comment. Because this is the reason I'm Shut up, Gary, we're talking! I'm joking, I'm joking. The reason I asked is this on air, because I was sitting the same. Like I feel like I'm just having a conversation with Sarah, and there's no one else around. But no, this is what I think. I think that people, if they talk in an honest way, it's just really interesting to people. And I think, like, so what I think is that, like, you know, there's always some weird business. Like, I don't want to refer to you like you're broken if you're at a seven for happiness, because maybe I'm only at a six and a half. So who am I to be telling you that you're unhappy because you're a 45-year-old virgin? But we have such preconceived notions of what that would be in the sort of isolation and sadness that I do feel like, oh, Hmm. well, some we like regardless of whether or not you're happy, which I kind of believe that you are because it's very bold to share this on air and it does make me think that you have some kind of interesting level of confidence that must be very real for you, that you're not just saying you have. But I also think something happened to or for you that has meant that you've come out this way while your sister's like living, if I may use the offensive term, a much more normal life. And I'm I'm curious in what that, you know, and I want to know... I want to know what that is. That's what's so interesting well, about siblings. Do you know what I mean? You're like, oh, they shook out in a different way. Why is this the one? Are you close with your nephew? Do you feel sad about not yeah. having kids? How does that make you feel? No, I, I, I don't feel any need to have children. I love my nephew and I love spending time with him. And I'm, I'm, I, I had a very close relationship with my uncle. So being an uncle is fantastic. That feels, that's probably, I think, 
that's as much as you have to give. Like, yeah. I think, like, I, I think sometimes I only have one kid and I wanted to have two. But after having the one, I was like, oh, I don't have as much to give as I thought I did. Oh, okay, we're done here. And I think, like, with nieces and nephews, it's so great because it's so much love, but they don't suck the life out of you like a kid does. And I you think hand them back. you hand them back. <laughs> and I think if you, I think part for some reason, you need distance from people. He needs a little distance. Gary needs some distance. Gafford, we need to go and take a break. Thank you so much for that, mate. That was absolutely fascinating. Thank you. Rachel says, as an asexual, not a virgin, but I kind of wish I was, this is such an interesting discussion. I don't think many people understand what asexual means. I don't don't understand it. We're just not interested. You're just not interested. Let's do a break. Break. And then we're going to have a little deconstruction of what just the hell happened. And then you and me might go home a couple of hours early, Catherine. (laughs) This is Talk Radio. Great. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344-499-1000. Sarah's here for another few minutes. That was brilliant. This is great. I mean, I was living out my fantasy. You've got to do a podcast. You've got to do a show. You've got to do, some, do something. Where I just Get can, off your ass. Where I can just talk to people. Yeah. Because then I have to, you know, my last couple jobs have been as a writer and a stand-up, and those have been fine and lovely and awful all in different, you know, moments. But there's writing involved. And with this... <laughs> Here's the thing. I know for a fact, though, that Gary has has committed five murders in the last three years, and you didn't get that. Oh my god! I didn't get that. Ten more minutes, you would have done it. Ten more minutes, twenty pounds less is being paid. Um, so the show, right, so I've just, while I was, you may have seen me typing while I was talking, it was partly because I was um, sending out some emails, doing my tax, VAT's coming oh, up, great. updating my Facebook status, um, I was just checking on the video camera at home to make sure the cats were alright, I was also tweeting ticket links to your oh, show. Oh, what a guy! The Soho Theatre have just retweeted, I love it, it's such a, which room are you in at the Soho? Cabaret Bar downstairs. Oh, that's where we that's saw nice Tim Heidecker and um, Neil Hamburger. Yes, now. That room is great. It's gorgeous. The week before you got in contact with me about coming on the show, yes. your husband got in contact with me and said, oh, would you come to the show? And if you're coming, will you come on the same day as me and we can all go together? Oh God, but what he didn't do was say, and can Sarah come on your show? And now I'm thinking, that was the hint, wasn't it, that I missed? Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. Just tell him to ask in future. Or, you know, you... Well, yeah. yeah, yeah but think- it's so sad, though. He reaches out to all these people on my behalf. It's also pathetic. No, no, it's not pathetic at all. I was excited Sweet. you wanted to go out with it. It's one of the things that we learned when we went to New York and we interviewed loads of podcasters and huh. um, uh, people from WFM... WFMU, FMU. that's right, isn't it? And, and comedians and stuff. Is how great they are at self promotion and publicity and selling stuff yeah. and starting off their podcast of going thanks for downloading this this is great if you want to support this then if you can buy our merch and then if you go to this and it's great and we we're still not brilliant at it but we're better yeah uh, there's no shame in selling no i don't think there is but but what i think it is is that you have to find your groove and i've just never been able to find my right. groove in that way in terms of promotion, because you found your groove as, as a stand-up. Yeah, I think, if I may, I think like that I kind of, you know, that I have found my groove. But I don't, whatever that is, where people kind of are like, yeah, come on, I'm working my tail off. Like, mm. let's get, there's no, you know, even, and some people are like hilarious and they can be really funny at it. But plenty of people just hit it with a straight bat. And it's still like, yeah, I'll be doing this thing. And I've never, and I, I what I want to try to do is try and... I want to. I want to find my way. I gotta do it because it's just it's too relevant to people's success these days. Mm. 
Like, I'm just like, but what if I can just learn to kill in the room and this and this? And it's not enough. Well, that works that night in front of those 100 people, 150 people. But yeah. Then, and, yeah, they'll spread that. Some of them will tell their mates. But that's that night done. Yeah. It's then what you do for the next three weeks, what you do for the next yeah. year or so. It's it's tough. Yeah. Um, Soho Theatre Cabaret Room is a great venue. It's so good. I love it. Yeah. 9th till the 21st till the of 21st. March. I've just tweeted the link. Sarah Barron, uh, Sarah S-A-R-A, Barron, B-A-R-R-O-N.com is the website. Or just go to the Soho Theatre and just Google it. Just Google it. What are we doing all the work for you for? Crying out loud. Um, and... Three weeks is three. Is that three weeks? No, it's two, it's two weeks. weeks. So it's, I think it's like twelve dates over two weeks. Is that kind of like your apart from Edinburgh? Is that your first sort of residency? Yeah, wow. yeah. So it's that's, it yeah, has got to move happened, some tickets. I don't want to say you know overnight, but the first time you came and saw us, you hadn't been doing stand up no, that what happened, long. No, so I came to see you in 2018, right before Edinburgh. Yeah. I went up, I got my nomination, you yes. see. Okay, there's some sub-promo, what? And then out of that, I got an agent. And then the agent changed everything. So then I had a job. Like, so she's helped me make it my job. And how long had you been doing stand-up for, then? 2018? 2018, four years. Okay, okay. So, so it's But I'd, you know, I'd knocked around doing all this different stuff, yeah. like in performance and comedy. So it wasn't like I held a microphone for the first time. Yeah. But stand-up is very much its own thing, so until you do that... So that last 18 months has been... Pivotal. That, that Edinburgh, because quite often you see people come back from Edinburgh battered and bruised and they go, it wasn't really worth it. But that was worth it. Yeah, you. and I, yeah, and I will, you know, I think that you have to really look at it and go, I'm only doing this, like, I'm only doing this because it's going to mean I'm going to get this much TV work out of it mm. and this much of this. And, the, mm -hmm. you know, and if that doesn't happen, mm. then you have to really reframe how you're going to approach mm. it. Whereas I've kind of, you know, Balls out, big poster, the big rooms, trying to hang with the big kids, mm. fancy photo shoots, the whole thing. Do you think having a kid put um, a little bit of fire in your belly? You thought, is this going to happen or it isn't? I I do you know what it is? I think, I think it's less that. I think it's sort of like I've, I wanted to do this since I was 22. And I think I had a long time to think about how to do it right. And I had, like, I had a lot to say by the time I got there. And um, it was ju it's just the thing. It's like the thing I've wanted the whole time. Yeah, We've, it's worth you coming in. We've, Jenny's going to buy some tickets. Jenny, oh my God, Jenny's come and say coming. Hello. Because actually, when I came up here to promo uh, my Edinburgh show, it was like a bucket show, so it was a free show, and I'd stand with the bucket, and you have to like say thank you to everyone who leaves your show. And I had some people like, I heard you want in. There you go, you see. So I believe yeah. in the power of this moment and your listeners. This audience is pretty good. When we They're recommend a book yeah. or a film or a, a, a turn, they will check it out. Yeah. They will check it out. And I think it's because we don't have someone on every week, That's you know, thing. trying to flog something to them. Yeah. They know that we actually really rate people that come on this show. Um, and Sarah Barron on Twitter, isn't it? Yes. At yeah, Sarah and I'm, it's my new resolution is I'm going to do more content. Okay. Because I've been that person who's always just like, just retweet because I have a show and I'm like, no, you got to get some jokes and you got to start doing some videos. Yeah. So I've got something prepped tomorrow about mayonnaise. Mm -hmm. And then a funny thing about, about mayonnaise. My, yeah. Mayonnaise. 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 I'm not being, a th I thought you said How mayonnaise. Do, I think I said, I think that is what I Say said. Say it again. Mayonnaise. And it's mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. You want mayonnaise? <laughs> I want some mayonnaise. You want some mayonnaise on your chips. You want some mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise? Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. I was going to let it slide and I thought, <laughs> no, like, I have no. to ask. Well, she, like, she had the admirer. She had the admirers. <laughs> so now she's got the, the mayonnaise. Yeah, I think oh, I say I mayonnaise. I she'd had a car crash a few years ago. <laughs> she suffered some kind of brain injury. I also used to say restaurant. 
but that it kicked out. My mum says there's a lot of mums from my generation say theatre. 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 I'm going to go to the theatre. It's a common and everything else. Um, March the 9th, the 21st, uh, the Soho Theatre. It's a great venue anyway, and the cabaret room is just, it, it's it's wonderful. I've seen some great acts there, and it's it's not too big, and it's like, it's just got a really nice vibe to it. It's one of the great it. rooms. It's lovely. You are welcome back any Thank you. Time. I'm going to, I'm going to message and be back yeah. in July. We may not have a job in July. I think you're going to. We're safe until the end of June. We know that. Beyond that... Where would you go? Well... Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> to sleep. I don't know. That's when our contracts run out. And like, who knows let's what's see. happening let's to the station. Let's see what happens. But, but you're welcome. And, and that is not shorthand for we'll see. It's like... Okay. Come. Whenever you want. Ignore Great. that voice that My husband you live that, with. Is, yeah. that I live with. That is not in my head, but uh, rather something someone says We will be back after the news. 0344-499-1000. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio across the UK. Late night with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. There's a voice that keeps on calling me down the road. It's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long. Just Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road that never seems to end When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow, I want to settle down Until tomorrow, the whole world is my home Listener, thank you to Sarah for that. She's absolutely fab. And, and uh, that, that bit, if you missed the bit with Gatford, thank you, Gatford, uh, for being so honest. Uh, and that will go in the podcast. This is the Late Night Alternative. I'm Ian Lee. Catherine is seeing our guest off the premises. We have a workie in with us. Who are you? Uh, uh, could we have this microphone on, please? Who are you, boy? Uh, Dylan Angel. Thank you very much indeed. Now say it with confidence. 
Dylan Angel. Now, but now get closer to the microphone. Dylan Angel. Not that close. <laughs> you were just telling me. I'm just going to move your mic a little bit, so it's because they're they're. Yeah. Although they look slick, they're not. I've got better microphones. So just tell me. You you said you had some kind of bet with your mum or something. Yeah. So she keeps on coming up with phrases and sayings that just doesn't make. So you've got to get a phrase on the air. So yeah, I made up my own phrase and I'm trying to make it. Come a, a little thing. bit closer. Come, you got come this close. I'm trying That's to. It. I've made up my own phrase. Yeah. Right. And I'm trying to. It's it's not a very good phrase, but. They, they didn't think I could get you to say it in, like, a conversation. Just tell me to say it and I'll say it. Does yeah. that count or is that cheating? Well, I mean... Is it rude? No, 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 no. No, it's like um, a metaphor for if something's pointless. Or it's, it's, I made it up in, like, two seconds. Yeah. But it's a metaphor for whether something's, like, pointless or not. Yeah. And it's, um... <laughs> it's really bad, but it's like saying... It's saying, um... It's a bit like trying to pull the stalk off an apple, which doesn't make any sense, but I'm trying to... I keep on using I'm it. I'm not saying it's like trying to pull a stalk off an apple. <laughs> no. I, I refuse oh. to say that. Now, listen, you're a young man. We don't yeah. need to know how young you are, but you were smirking when the, the three old people in the studio were trying to work out what TikTok <laughs> was. I don't get it, man. I do not get it. We downloaded it on the show once, and I deleted it after five minutes because it looked rubbish. What is it? Uh... So it is a tiny bit like if Vine and Musical.ly had a baby. Yeah. Musical.ly? Musical.ly is a, uh, that's, it was an app where people would like lip sync to songs. Okay. But, um, it's, they actually do like dances to the songs, but then a lot of TikTok is dark humour and, you know. Don't like dark humour. No, it's, yeah, but a lot humor. of that is dark humour because that's what like, you know, millennials and younger people are into, but. It's not. It's not all like dancing, lip syncing. You know. It's but is there a thing about where? Because we, I'm sure we looked at it and someone had made a video, but then just everyone was copying that video. Well, yeah. So what you can do is, and it's like to get followers or whatever. If someone makes a video and it goes popular, you can use the audio from that video, oh. or you can duet that video, which is where you have that video on the left, yeah. and then you will be on the right. And people do that, you know, for funny, because there was a trend called the Zoom trend that went out. God, I hate trends. Yeah, it was, it was a song, and um, at the end of the song it goes, Zoom, like that. Yeah, and then the person sitting down, like, you wouldn't see the end of their legs, and they'd have someone pull their legs. Okay. Um, so they just, like, zoom out of the camera, but then on the left someone would duet it and have them falling into, like, a hole. Okay, something. okay. Yeah, and, you what? know, it's just, like, the comedy through that. What's the next... What's the next big thing, Dylan? Because I want to get in there early. I want to get loads of followers. I want to get money. I want to make money out of it. What is the next big thing that us old people don't know about yet? Uh, uh dancing on TikTok is quite big at the moment. I don't want to do dancing on well, TikTok. That's what's popular. Yeah, no, know? that's what's popular now. <laughs> what? Listen to the question, boy. What is the next big thing? Not what is the now. I know what's now. It's my space. TikTok. What is the next big thing? It's hard to say. These trends just blow up and they they come up and then they go just like fidget spinners, you know. Never <laughs> <laughs> fidget spinners. You were well into fidget spinners. Yeah, everyone was. Uh, um, all right, Dylan's going to be helping us out all this week. Um, so if you've got, here's the thing: Catherine and I are both very, very old. But if you now have any specific questions about young people's trends, you can call us and we, Dylan can answer. Is that is that? Yeah, we'll make you a youth school. correspondent for the yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, Okay, because he's a work experience and we've got to find something, you know, this is the easiest show to work on, so we need to find something for him to do. 0344-499-1000. By the way, you can call us about anything. I was saying, this is always the weird thing, after we've had a guest, 
Um, and Sarah was so great. After we've had a guest, it's always difficult to kind of get people um, to call in. And I don't quite know where to go with it. So we sort of just have to... wait. Oh, I tell you what, as a young person, yeah. I was asking my boys about You've met my boys, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 As a young person, um, and I was talking to them about this at the weekend, uh, are you afraid of coronavirus or are you not that bothered? Uh, like I said, the whole dark humour is quite popular for younger yeah. generation, which of course I'm a part of. And, you know, everyone was joking about that, whatever, being racist, whatever about it. But now it's actually you know, becoming quite a big threat, yeah. you know, there's all these cases of it out, you know, outbreaking. And but are you personally, are you scared? Uh, or are you just like, you know, it's, it's not going to affect me? I think I'm somewhere, you know, in between, because at the moment, I'm not too fussed by it, but I think that I can be quite easily, you know, if more cases, more stories come yeah. out about it, because it is quite, quite a big thing. You know? I'm starting to get, not worried, but concerned. And I'll tell you why. I took my kids, who are 8 and 10, we went to Oxford at the weekend, and we had a great time. We went to the the Natural History Museum in Oxford, which is lovely, really small. Yeah. Then there's a weird museum on the back of it that's attached to it. And it's like they've crammed as much tat into as many shelves as possible. And it's just stuff everywhere, and it's really dark. And they had, it was good because they had an actual mummy, a proper mummy, and they had shrunken heads, which was cool, and it scared the kids. But we did that, and then we went to this restaurant called Cosmo, which is great, right? it's really nice. It's all-you-can-eat buffet, and it's food from all around the world, and it's great. The food was great. Sometimes in these type of places, it's a bit, but it was great. Yeah. And uh, much better than we went to the beef eater at the weekend. My God, me and the two boys... Right, we had a meal each, and we shared a dessert, and we had three drinks. 72 quid? 72 quid at a beef eater? Anyway, I digress. So we went to this place, Cosmo, and um, and it was it was really nice, and the, the staff there were lovely, and the food was great, and they had a chocolate fountain, and my kids had never seen a chocolate fountain. And um, But, when I have to confess this, I said to the kids, when we go around... Right, let me... Let me I'm going to describe... What my eldest son had, I took a picture of it, right? This was his first plate. Um, hang on, let me describe this because it is... Right, this is what I can see on his plate, okay? One of those duck wraps that you get in Chinese places. Oh, yeah. Um, bacon, sausage, fried egg, hash brown. On top of the hash brown is sushi. Doesn't even make sense. No. Boiled fish. Um... I don't know what that is. That looks like a spring roll or something. And fries. That's an insane meal, right? That's an insane meal. But they were going around and I kept saying, Dean, I'll be with you in a second. I kept saying, use the tongs. Use the t and every time I turned around, they're picking stuff up with their fingers. And I kept going, "Put don't use your fingers. Now, I'm a responsible adult. And I was telling my kids off. But you just know, this was coronavirus ground zero. You just know that there would be families who, where the parents would be picking stuff up with their fingers. Picking stuff up, putting it back down. I, I feel that I may have put myself at, at great risk by yeah, going yeah. to such a place. Boilie's back! Hey, yeah, Boilie! Hey. Have you got some water? I'm yeah. so thirsty, man. During the next news, I think we're going to show Dylan how and where to make drinks. That's a good idea. I think that's the plan. Isn't Sarah Barron love great? Love her. I love her. 
She's so good. And we do say to some people, you can come in whenever you like. And it's not a thing. It's not a line. This is the problem. Um, showbiz promises. Oh, this, this some, business is full of scumbags. So many other people, when they say, any time, they mean within, you know... Genuinely mean it. Within limits. No, we, we actually mean tomorrow, if you want. If we say it... We mean it. That's the thing. But of course, people do think that show business, that everyone is so insincere, which a lot of people are. <laughs> um, but I think that we. Yeah. We have. Uh, I think some she's great. And, and she's, you know, she's low maintenance. She'd get her in and she's fun. I was saying to Dylan, she's, she's just a, a perfect guest because she's funny and clever and sharp. And you and me can sit back and shut up. And when she said, oh, I hope I'm not taking over the show. No, I'm enjoying this show that is happening in front of my eyes. Mm -hmm. That call with Gatford was incredible. He's been calling me 15, 16 years, right? And I like Gatford a lot. And we joke about him being boring and stuff. Sometimes his calls are a little dry, let's be honest, okay? But he's been calling me for a long time, and I, 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 and I can say this. I, I respect his loyalty to my shtick. And, you know, people that have been listening to me for years, I have no idea why, And um, I, I, but I'm so grateful that people do. I'm so grateful that pe you know, people like Gatford have been listening for 15 odd years. That's wonderful. That makes me feel very special. I never got any of that stuff out of him. Because, partly because I would never... Con her, her directness, partly because she's American, maybe. Partly because she's a stand-up, maybe. Partly because she doesn't have the relationship with the long-term listeners and callers that we have, almost definitely. Also, if this isn't her gig... So so can, he he rang up and invited yeah, her to do so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she got so much out of Gatford. It was incredible, incredible. This is the place we're working at. We're getting loads of tweets defending Stephen Yaxley Lennon. <laughs> so many, so many tweets. No, thank you. No, thank you. Not 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 on my watch. Not on my watch. Let's go to line two. Line two, you're on the wireless. Hi, it's Jackie. Hello, Jackie. You're live on Talk Radio. How can we be of service to oh, you? Fantastic. Listen, about the coronavirus. Have you seen, I don't know if you've seen on Facebook, people are sharing a post. Do you know the author, Dean Coots? We talked about this last week. He predicted it in his book in 1981. He, d he did indeed. Yeah. I was reading it before and I went, he said about the scientists, it was made as a weapon in a lab. Yeah. And then there was another post somewhere else that said this virus will become known in 2020. Yeah. Well, this is my thinking, Jackie, because a lot of people have been saying, oh, well, Kuntz has predicted this. No, no, no. This is my, this is my theory. And so just let me know what you think about this. I've been thinking about this a lot of the mm -hmm. weekend. Kuntz hasn't sold as many books as he used to sell. So what can he do mm. to get people who would not normally talk about his books talking about his books. He can go back to a book from 40 years ago, find mm. something, and make it come true. I think Dean Koontz might be behind, and this isn't libelous to say it, because it, I have evidence, I think Dean Koontz is behind the coronavirus. He's made it as, a, well, a literal viral marketing campaign to sell his stodgy old books. Yeah, very interesting. I mean, because mm. he used to be as popular as Stephen King. It's not anymore, is he? But yet now suddenly we're all talking well, about no, him. Cause, no, because, yeah, because we haven't really, no. he hasn't really brought anything to the, you know, to the future yeah. of, of writing his books. But I read it and I went, mm. oh my God, yeah, I can't yeah. believe that. It has to be, it has to but be I him look, behind him, behind it. Mm, Thank you, well. Jackie. It's a, it's a really interesting contribution that you make there. 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. Let's go to Dean. Good evening, Dean. Hello, 
How are you both? And, uh, and welcome to Dylan. Hello. Ah, <laughs> 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 yes, mate! <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I just wanted to share a, a story with you that um, happened on Saturday in Oxford. Um, I was in Oxford I on Saturday. I was in Oxford well. on Saturday. Yeah, um, I, uh, my partner and I went shopping on Saturday, which mm. is not unusual. But we had lunch in Browns, um, and then uh, he wanted to go to one shop, and I wanted to go to another. And we said we'll meet back at the car at three o'clock. Well, I got back to the car at three o'clock, and it was gone. What had gone? The car. What do you mean? Uh, it had gone. And I thought, oh my God, somebody's pinched the car. Yeah. That's what I thought. So right. I waited and waited, and my partner didn't turn up, and I thought, what the heck's he, you know? Yeah. I phoned him, and he said, oh, I'm at home. What? I said, what? <laughs> he said, oh my God, you're in Oxford. I said, yes. And, but, so it was quite funny. He didn't come back and get me, but, um, I was outside a coffee bar and I was, uh, it, it was pretty cold and that, you know. It was cold in Oxford, on it was freezing, yeah, in fact. and uh, a little bit of rain now and again, wasn't there? Anyway, I was sat there and I was thinking, oh, freezing. And I couldn't get into this coffee gar bar because there was a step. You anyway, do uh, this uh, young lady came out and said, are you cold? I said, yeah, I'm freezing. Yeah. But I can't get into a coffee even, you know. And next thing I know, four people walked out of the, um... The, the coffee protest. shop lifted me up in my wheelchair. What? And carried me into the coffee shop. Oh. Well, hang on, Catherine, before you do the... Oh, aren't people... Did they ask permission? Maybe you didn't want yeah, to go said, in was, there. Was, was, they did. They, did. they, said, they was, didn't was, let you out, though. They said, right, you're up here now. Get out on your own steam, <laughs> wheelie. Yeah. <laughs> they said, as long as you don't wheel around and knock all the furniture over, you yes. know. Yes. No, but I thought that was incredibly um, nice, you know. Most people are nice. That's the thing you've got to remember. Most people are Just nice. I wanted to share that with you. Cause Dean? You... Meanwhile, your partner, driving off yeah. without you, what was that all about? Scumbag. Well, he was, he, he was thinking about my granddaughter. He had to pick her up at uh, four o'clock from a uh, space school. Forget it. He's... And he's just... Hang on a minute. Hang on, hang on, Dean. What the hell just happened there? I thought, I, it suddenly got very dark in here, and I thought, oh, that's a cloud going over the sun. Then I remembered it's 20 past 11, and we're indoors, and we are not exposed to the sun or the moon. Paranormal what? activity. Exactly. This is Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four four. A 499-1000, we have the usual drought of calls that we get after an excellent guest. I think people feel that they have to live up to the guest. No, 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 that's the guest's job is to come in and entertain us for an hour. Your job is just to call in uh, and... Oh, God. Is this, this, this radio station is a real... Um, mishmash of politics and ideologies and i get to see the tweets to the radio station now okay so there's there's a, there's a story about um okay so there's a guy that we blocked a while ago um big man bellend you remember that guy <laughs> blocked him a long time he listens to the show all the time and tweets in and slags me off uh -huh. and who does he Slag me off too. Oh, Mike Graham, because he thinks we don't talk. Right. 
he's turned on Mike Graham. Oh, wow. Because Mike Graham has called out Tommy Robinson. Right. So Mike Graham is calling Mr. Robinson a thug because his woke little lefty snowflake MSM bosses... That's Rupert Murdoch he's sure? referring to. Are you sure? Are doing everything they can to bring down Sir Tommy. What? Mike, I had faith in you, sir. I thought you were a reasonable, balanced broadcaster, but it seems you're just a lefty. What? Mike Graham, <laughs> a lefty in disguise. Oh, well, you can't refute, you can't say you're not anything in disguise because you're in disguise. This is, this is where we're at. I was, um, this is where we're, we're at. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello? Yes. Oh, I didn't speak to someone before I go straight through to you. You've gone straight <laughs> through to me, yes. Who is this, please? Oh, wow. It's Jen from Twitter. I just thought I'd say hi and that I'm enjoying the show tonight. Oh, is this Jen that says you're going to buy tickets yeah. to go and see Sarah? Correct. Jenny's yeah. great, right? <laughs> Je Jenny's great because our friend Pete, who's doing that weird thing where he converts loads of VHS tapes mm -hmm. and who knows what he's going to find on there. And he posted, someone suggested to him he gets a, DV, a VHS to DVD converter. All right. As it would Im improve the quality of his things. And he just, he... He doesn't he, want to improve the quality, does he? I think he does. Okay. And he jokingly tweeted, don't suppose anyone's got one, have they? And I retweeted, because we've had success with thing, with old tech in the past. I retweeted saying, can anyone help with this? Jen, you got in touch with him. Are you going to sort him out a, D a VHS to DVD converter? Yes, it's a recorder. Recorder. That's incredibly kind of you, mate. <laughs> That's all right. My pleasure. <laughs> uh, no, thank you so much. This is this is what I'm saying. There are nice people. Uh, he Pete put it out sort of as a joke, sort of you know, sixty percent tongue in cheek, forty percent fingers crossed. I know Catherine that you and I we've got an old VHS camcorder and we've got some other stuff that people have often lying around in a garage yeah. or a shed or a loft. And and uh, so I put it out. I know I've got some great followers saying, "Can anyone actually help?" A few people suggested <laughs> a few things. And Jane got in touch saying, yeah, I've got one. Um, you, you can have it if, if you want it, if it's, you're going to use it. Which, that, that's incredibly generous of you, Jen. Thank you. Oh, he's, he's really grateful. It's, it's my pleasure. It's, it's good to be good. It's nice to be nice, isn't it's, it? It's nice to be nice, as my mother would <laughs> say. Um, and um, Pete, what Pete is doing is, is weird and is wonderful and is great, as a, you know, and I love it. Um, well, thank you, Jen. We, we haven't spoken before, have you? No, we've never spoken before. <laughs> okay, you're not gonna, t you're not gonna turn weird like they all do, are you? No, I'm not weird. Are you sure? They all, they all. That's what <laughs> I they say. To say it was a good show. That's all. <laughs> they all. I've enjoyed it tonight. <laughs> they all turn weird at some point. <laughs> I'm sure you won't. I'm sure. So, how long have you been listening for? Oh God, years. I, I, when I been listening when you had that random guy. Oh, what was his name? Uh, Got to narrow it down a little bit. Alan Caddick. Caddick, yeah. Many, many years ago. I don't know. I've been listening for about four, three years. Oh, nice one. Years. Okay, well, go on. <laughs> thank you so much for getting in touch. Go and enjoy Sarah's you show. Go. You're gonna have a great time. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> she, she's brilliant. The venue is great as well. That cabaret room. I mean, it was yeah. Neil Hamburger. We've seen there so many times. Um, but it's um, you'll have a wonderful time. Oh, thank you, Jen. Thank you so much for your help. You're welcome. With uh, <laughs> with Pete, and thank you very much. Yeah, I just thought I'd say hi. Have a great evening, all of you. Nice one. Thank you. No, nice to meet nice people. Thank you, Jen. I really appreciate that.
Uh, here they come, guys. Here they come, walking down the street. Get the funniest looks from everyone they meet. It's the Tommy supporters. Oh. Here they come. Not nothing to. We yeah. It says. Uh, Is yeah. this in response to this spat? Yeah, we are. No, 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 no. Yeah, we are defending Tommy because it's what most humane people would do, whether you agree with him or not. And that Twitter user's name is Tommy Robinson is my hero, GB. Okay. Okay. Wowzers. Just, guys, this is, this is not the show you are looking for. This is, we are a nice little cult niche yeah you're something that sounds like cult yeah we know that cult if you change the letter l to the letter n you get we know that we know if people anyone makes that joke you're thick we get it um we are a nice niche little fun cult show that celebrates the good the weird the wonderful the small the um unheard the joyous we're going to talk about a dancing plague from 1518 in a minute did you hear about this i've heard of yeah. it we're going to talk about a dancing plague so i don't want to talk about a racist mate who may or may not have got into a fight at a low rent holiday i don't want to i don't want to get involved in that i don't want to we're going to talk about a dancing plague from 1518 so Please don't get in touch about that Muppet. You called him a Muppet. Yeah, it's free speech. It's free speech. Say words. Don't be words. Don't be, don't be triggered, Snowflake. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. So there was a... What the hell are you doing, man? This are you? What are you doing? What are you doing, Dylan? What are you doing? I'm not. By the way, when I get angry, I'm not really angry. But what are you doing, man? What are you watching? TikTok. <laughs> this is it. Broken Britain. Um, you're here with us for the week. Yes. Um, by the way, I, this is you, you've, you've picked the most relaxed show. We don't. If there's anybody getting angry, it's Catherine afterwards. She'll kick off. What? Um, no, we're the most relaxed show. And if there's any, you know, it's all theatre here and stuff. Um, uh, but is do you know? So you you're nearly fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what you want to do with your life yet? Have uh, you got any ideas, or is it still a little bit of a mystery? So graphic design did interest me, but I, I did a week of graphic design with my dad, and it was really boring. <laughs> So, so I don't know, you know, I might have to... Something to do with art or design. Because the art... I mean, I don't know much about your dad's work. I've never been there. But quite often, you know, this could be considered like a fun job. And this is slightly different in that we don't work nine to five. But this bit's fun, right? This bit now is fun. I'm, I, my job is to try and make Catherine laugh. That's it. Yeah. If I make Catherine laugh, brilliant. If I make her fall out of her chair laughing, then we can all go home early. Um... The bits around the fun bits, really boring. You know, you've got boring meetings. We don't have too many. We're actually quite spoiled. But, you know, contract negotiations and boring meetings well, and, and talks about, what you know, legal, legals and things. And away from this show, the way I started out was in sort of more straight programmes. You know, we'll do, uh, for example, we would do interviews with politi local politicians and all these sort of things. And, you know, for the people that get to do the interviews, that's quite good fun at times. Yeah. 
but the people that set it up will tell you it's probably the worst shift they've ever done. So, you know, there are there are kind of shifts that people prefer and you kind of work your way through it and there are bits that people would find boring. So what I'm saying is, I imagine the, the same thing would apply for your dads, but maybe in a sort of, you know, an elongated process, that the bits when you're creating and you're working with creative people and you're kicking around ideas and you're coming up with concepts and you're designing stuff and maybe that's not quite right, yeah. or you design something and the client goes, that is amazing, thank you, you're brilliant. That is must be the, 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 the buzz and the adrenaline rush and the stuff. But I would imagine that there's also like loads of boring meetings, sitting around, yeah. head scratching. Yeah, and a lot of the days I was leaving the building at like 9pm. Wow. Yeah. It was a really busy time. Though. But then also, that's partly what work experience is about, isn't it? Is um, thinking you'd like to do something, then you go and see what it really is and go, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. not. Yeah, definitely. Most kids are working in, like, Tesco's. Right. You know, because they couldn't find anywhere. Yeah, or... which is fine. You know, yeah, Tes yeah. Tesco, I've worked in supermarkets, and it's a valid job. Um, I'm not quite sure how work experience... What they, are they stacking shelves and stuff, do you think? Or are they Mo sitting in the office? Most likely, yeah. They'd, they'd be doing all the... <laughs> Well, yeah, you're very lucky stuff. that you've managed, your dad does a creative business, uh, you know, and you're lucky that you, you managed to blag your way in here somehow. I don't know how. Um, uh, and hopefully you'll get something out of it. But I know that I, we had to jump through hoops to get you in here because your school was like, well, yeah, it finishes too late. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't want you to come and do it. Yeah, my mum had to sign a form saying she's responsible for me for this because if anything goes wrong, you know, we can sue them, you know, they lose all their money. But, but what is going to go, what, I mean, yeah. listen... We have had the first work experience kid that we had. He died, and that was just he one fell of those. In the chocolate river. We don't know whether he died that's or just not. We one just never of those, found him That's again. just one of those things. Okay, yeah. so when he died, <laughs> we put in such tight precautions for the second one that we had. Yeah. So when she died, that had everyone. She fell down the egg shoe, didn't she? That's everyone was scratching their head, and so when the third one came in, that was the bubble gum. We were confident that it was going to be fine. Now. They died. So, yes, we have had three kids die on our watch, right? But you are number four, and I am confident that nothing can go wrong in this situation. Yeah. Yeah, I think they were just uh, cautious of the late hours, you know, all the dodgepots hanging around. Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to tell uh, you, you, you're, I don't know how you're getting in, that's up to you, but I'm taking you home and stuff. Yeah, so. no, I know that's all, I know that's all fine, but... There's a lot of dodgepots around. Yeah. But Alex is fine, you know, we work with him a lot and he's a great guy. <laughs> he's a great guy. Um, yeah. You're going to, um, after midnight, when, when the phone calls are a bit quiet, so you might not get any experience tonight, but but at midnight, Catherine's going to show you how to make hot drinks. It's a machine you Fun times. Uh, that's what real work experience <laughs> is about. <laughs> that's what real work experience is about. Um... And but after midnight, you're going to take calls if that's okay with yeah. you. Alex, Alex, are you cool with that? Thank you very much indeed. Uh, you've been very kind as well, indulging us with this, Alex. Thank you, mate. Um, you're going to take phone calls. All good. Are you and you prepared to do that? So let's practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Catherine's going to ring in. Doesn't make a noise. Do I have to make a noise? Just make the noise. Just do the thing. Ring, ring. Don't click on your name. Uh, hello, this is Talk Radio. Hello. Can I get through to Ian? So he hasn't really taught me how to do most of the stuff yet, but just eventually... Say, just say, just say, what's your name, please? What is your name, please? Yeah, with, say with less of an attitude. Though. What's your name, please? There we go, that's it's better. Susan. She's, well, now, if you hear that voice and that name, you say, no, you're not getting on, because Ian dislikes you immensely, <laughs> OK? Yeah. So that, that was a bad example. Oh, OK. 
Should we do a different one? Hello, it's Chris from Pot. He's not getting on either. Alright, here's, here's another one. Hello, it's Jasmine. She's coming on. <laughs> what do you want to talk to Ian about? I can fix people's eyes. That's it, you go, yeah, fine. Um, see, here's Ooh. the thing as well, on this show, because we let almost anyone on, we've got a few people that we don't, but... Yeah, yeah. Most, most radio shows, it'll be, hello, what's your name? Uh, Steve. All right, Steve, and what would you like to say to the presenter? I want to say, you know, I think the coronavirus is great. Okay, Steve, well, we'll give you a call back in a few minutes. Um, or, or, here's what they also do. Oh, why do you think, why do you think that? Oh, because I think that it's going to be brought in by, you know, on the back of, I don't know, dogs. Oh, could you start with that? Could yeah. you, when, when we it's bring you back? But we, this show is so laid back, we don't bother. Hello, what's your name, Steve? I'll call oh, you back. We'll call you straight back. That's it. That's it. We don't need to know. There's, you know, we're just keen yeah, to yeah. chat And also, to any hint of any nonsense, pass it straight back to Alex. Alex is great at handling the nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked with Alex, well, only recently, only since New Year's, but we, we worked together, I don't know, 14, 15 years ago at another radio station. I think they've closed down now, so uh, that's good. But we haven't got any phone calls, so this is all a moot conversation. We so might not get any phone calls. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. So, I just saw this. Imani just tweeted this, uh, put this on her Facebook page. In July 1518, you know about this. Yeah. Residents of Strasbourg... Strasbourg? Yes. Is that right? Strasbourg. Okay. I honestly didn't know what she said when she said mayonnaise. Wow. She missed out, like, three of the syllables. Yeah. Meanies. She's, she's American. Yeah, I know. She's American. Residents of the city of Strasbourg were struck by a sudden and seemingly uncontrollable urge to dance. Let me, um, right, let's just, we need to get some, now what we can do here is theatre of the mind, is now we can try and create an image. So, let's try and get some music that they were probably playing um, around that time. Okay, so. I do my hair. No, they weren't playing that. They weren't playing that. Okay. Um, so let's get some, I'm going to type in ye oldie music. And I'm expecting... That kind of vibe, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm kind yeah, of yeah. Uh, kind of uh, imagining. Here we go. Let's let's see. So I've typed in ye oldie music, but done on lute and flute. A root toot toot is what I'm expecting. Here we go. Yes. Perfect. There we go. It's exactly what I got. Right. Okay. Fine. So. Think of the accent as well. In July of fifteen eighteen. In the city of Strasbourg, residents were struck. I can't keep that up. Why are you going Scottish? Because because it's like I'm telling an old folk tale. Mm. Think. Um, do you remember John Hurt in the Storyteller? Do that. No. What? Sorry. Don't you? I'm a storyteller. No, he was the one where it was a Jim Henson thing. No, rubbish. He would talk like this. Jim Henson is rubbish. Come on. In. In July 1518, Boom. residents of the city of Strasbourg were struck by a sudden... It's too long. It sounds like Howard Hughes. ...were struck by a sudden <laughs> and seemingly uncontrollable urge to dance. The hysteria kicked off when a woman known as Frau Trophia stepped into the street and began to silently twist, twirl and shake. She kept up her solo dance-a-thon for near... This is from the History Channel for nearly a week. And before long, some three dozen other Strasbourgeois had joined in. By August, the dancing epidemic had claimed as many as 400 victims. With no other explanation for the phenomenon, local physicians blamed it on hot blood. Uh, 
all had hot blood. We used to have a lot of hot blood in the late 90s. And suggested the afflicted simply gyrate the fever away. Dance it out. A stage was constructed. Well, this just sounds like they're taking the mick now. <laughs> a stage was constructed. If you're going to do that, you can entertain us all. And professional dancers were brought in. They even hired a band to provide backing music. But it wasn't long before the marathon started to take its toll. Toll. Many dancers collapsed from sheer exhaustion. Some even died from strokes and heart attacks. The strange episode didn't end until September, when the dancers were whisked away to a mountaintop shrine to pay for absolution. This, I want to see a film of this starring Leonardo DiCaprio. The Strasbourg dancing plague might sound like the stuff of legend, but it's well documented in 16th century historical records. It's also not the only known... This music is awful. <laughs> it's also not the only known incident of its kind. Similar manias took place in uh, Switzerland, Deutschland and Holland. Though, a few, though few were as large or as deadly as the one triggered in 1518. The theories? Um, magic mushrooms? People were nuts. They thought it was magic, magic mushrooms, mass hysteria. Uh, a re religious cult stress-induced hysteria or just idiots from the olden days who didn't have like playstations and stuff so they bored didn't yeah. have telly so they danced themselves to death we've or all their, done something or similar. their jam came on you know the Could, what their jam could have been their favorite song <laughs> <laughs> on the oldie spotify the oldie tiktok <laughs> oh sir uh, uh, lady i believe this is our jam <laughs> i'm pretty will you oh <laughs> three four 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 nine nine one thousand this is talk radio Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Stop talking to me, boy. <laughs> See, if I'm harsh on air and nice off air, then... Um, then that's fair. That's fair. Uh, we haven't got any calls, so... I'm not doing any, I'm not doing any more work... Okay. ...until we get a phone call. I mean, work. Work. It, work. <laughs> In inverted commas... In italics, I won't say italics because I think that's racist. Actually, um, our O, what is, what's the number? O three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You see, this guy's good. O three four four. Thank you. Four nine nine one thousand. All right. That's, I, okay, <laughs> I did it. Um, I'm not doing anything until we get a call. So I mean, you can't breathe. No, I'm going to breathe. you just stop it. Don't keep, listen to the back chat. He, he will do things. He'll make noises. I won't make. We'd stop. Don't There'll encourage be some puffing him. Puffing and puffing. I have to have puff for medical reasons, as you know. Um, but just everyone, just enjoy, Dylan. This is a very rare moment, right? You're getting to sit in a broadcast studio that is designed to make noise. It's designed for noise to be captured and then transmitted. And we're going to do something that not many people do. We're going to sit here and not work. We are, well, actually, it is working. Um, well, it, it is work. It's not necessarily working. We are not going to make any noise. We're just going to shut our mouths. Well, then shut up, then. Yeah, okay. Well, then cool. do it. Stop cheeking me. Everyone. You shut up. You shut up. Tell me to shut up. Only one of your eyes is closed. Most my, my, one of my eyes doesn't shut properly. That is a, a, a thing. 
Everyone be quiet, because if we keep talking, the idiots, excuse me, the callers, not him, it's too late, he's, he's not allowed to call us after half past ten, he's a child. Go to bed. He's not allowed to call us after half past ten, he's a child. I made a very strict rule. <sighs> I lost the vibe. Right, so I'm going to bring the vibe back. So just sit back, take your tongue literally out of your cheek, Catherine. You don't get to tell me where my tongue goes. No, I don't. Don't I? Despite what Twitter says. <laughs> Why do people on Twitter think you're a bum lick? Um, I think it's usually insecure men who don't know how to speak to women. It's funny, isn't it? Because... Because they don't understand how a man and a woman can get on. We are best mates and we've known each other for years, so obviously we're going to agree with each other on quite mm. a lot of stuff. But we do squabble a lot. As I was about to say, there's also quite a bit that we disagree yeah, on. Yeah, I have a terrible attitude. Yeah. I think it's that week that I was off, and as you said, people think you're the good cop. Oh, uh, yeah. And, like, they, they think that I'm going to... I give certain people a hard time, but that Kath is really is the beating heart of this show, um, and that when I'm off, that she'll give them an easy ride because she's a pussy. Um, and then they find out that, actually, <laughs> you're tougher than me. There is a limit to my um, goodwill. I'm, I think I'm quite a nice, even-tempered person, but I will not allow someone to ride roughshod over me. Unless you've on asked. On my show. Yeah, unless you've asked for that. Exactly. By the way, starting next week, I'm, I'm down to four days a week because of like a mental health kind of vibe. I'm taking a day off a week. I'm going to do it. I've decided I'm going to do it for a month and then see where that see how I feel about it, I speak to you, Kath, see how you feel about mm -hmm. it, see if it has, has made anything better in my life. So I'm going to be taking Fridays off from next week, and Kath is going to be doing, Catherine, excuse me, is going to be doing Fridays from next week, certainly for the next four weeks. Um, in fact, I'm away for one of those weeks as well. Um, and then we'll have a little regroup and I will see what difference has made. Saying that, we are off Wednesday... Because yeah. we're going to the awards, the Arias, the Radio Oscars, and Dylan is going to be hosting the show on Wednesday. I don't know if we've made that clear. <laughs> imagine, imagine work experience. With the work experience, you've got to do it. What? You're on. You go, oh, I don't, I don't want to host that. Listen, mate, it's work experience. You got okay. I would get so many callers. Oh, <laughs> you want to do it? You want to do it now? I could do the technical stuff, but do you want to do the? Do you want to see if you can get some callers now? I mean, you can't get callers now, I don't think. Well, well it, I mean, just because he can't doesn't mean it's not possible. <laughs> Do it. The show's yours, Dylan. <laughs> we were quiet earlier. No, no, but you've said, you have said, I get so many calls, man. This is my jam. No, I said I would get so many On Wednesday? Yeah. yeah. On Wednesday, okay. All right, fine. Well, if you want to phone in and speak to Dylan, you can do that. My uh, first radio show that I was given, I was given it on the Thursday and had to do it on the Sunday, and I'd never operated a desk before. Wow. Yeah, I was just um, just a reporter. And I got given the gardening show, Dylan. I didn't have a garden. I was like 22. Um, and so I went on and um, got some funny people on who happened to be gardeners and mm. that's how we did it and it ended up being quite a successful show my but my first time flipping egg I was rubbish well that's what everyone's first time my first show that I did was I'd been at the radio station for three months and I'd been like the reporter during the breakfast show and then Christmas day they gave me a sh like three or f maybe even a four hour show to yeah. do and they basically wanted me to play records and and 
um, just talk and stuff. But I'd never sat in front of a desk, and it was literally someone said, right, that fader's the news, that fader's that, you've got to back count that, and that's that. I'm like, How oh. many faders do you have, though? Because there were loads on that loads, BBC desk. Loads, But then what I did was then I, like, I worked out during the show how to pre-record calls, so I pre-recorded some prank calls. Like, it was the, it was Boxing Day, and the Spice World, Spice World had just opened. Right. So I phoned up somebody who was in, I, someone phoned up who was in Spice World, and I got them to scream out during, I mean, rubbish, but the fact that I was thinking, right, well, how can I do this, this, and this? And it's, I mean, it sounded awful, and I've heard bits of it back, and it's really lame, but... No, but it was the germ of something it bigger. Was, I was trying to do something a little bit different, but yeah, cause, and I couldn't... That was in the days when back counting was really important, and they got really angry if you cut a song early, and I just couldn't back count. Mm -hmm. Couldn't do the back counting is where you've got to hit the news at 58.30, so you've got to play a song that's 4 minutes 20, 22, so you've got to work it back, so it... But now it's all automated. Um, but, um, yeah. That gardening show didn't get anything. It used to start at six or something. And there was no one up doing gardening at six. In the morning? Yeah. Wow. So George I Harrison would have been. He used to garden at night. Oh. Yeah, he used well, to he garden never at rang. night. So I devised a, a game, and it was like through the keyhole, but it was me. Through the bum hole. Oh, by the way, that's a great name for a game. Write that down. <laughs> wow. It's through the bum will, hole. It will get done. That's the next thing. Who lives... Who... I, I can't say anything that's too vulgar, but who celebrity threw an anus like this? Celebrity sphincters. Yep. So mine was a. I did a funny voice, and it was a, a garden gnome, and he used to um, ask, "Whose shed is this?" And there would be clues as to who's shed the garden it gnome to. voice. And I just hope it's not too embarrassing. No, it was. I did my normal voice, and then I went. I, I sort of pinky and perkied it up. Okay, we've got we've got very exciting news. We've got a call. Well, for Dylan, Lucy, you're through to Dylan. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. I was going to ask, if, do they talk about mental illness at all at school? Do they teach anything or give any help or anything? Um, not in my school. I think they should because it is quite a big problem for some people. But I think they do in a lot of schools, just not in mine. Yeah, because I used to have like panic attacks and stuff when I was at school and didn't really know anything about it, so I started looking into it when I was younger and I always thought it was something that they should help with at school. I thought most places did. I spoke to my yeah. kids about it because I've talked to them quite open, you know, age appropriate about my mental health. And they, it, it's, you know, they're 10 and 8. It's mentioned. It's mentioned. So they're aware of the concept. You've not been at your school long, have you? Uh, well, it's like half a year. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah. Okay. But is there a chance that maybe you missed it? Um, I don't know, because now it's quite stressful, tests, yeah, and GCSE yeah. planning. We do have a school therapist, but she she's not, like, she's not very good. Like, you, it's, you're better off just getting your own therapist outside of That's school. money, though. Yeah, that isn't is, it? Yeah. Which not everyone's fortunate. Exactly, that's the problem. So, would you, um, if you... And you don't listen. I I'm, I ask stuff, and if it gets too personal, you just you yeah, don't have to answer no, it, right? Because yeah. you, you know this is you know you reveal as much as you want. But if you were struggling like with your mental health, do, do you have people you could talk to? Like I can say this: you're my nephew, right? And, and I'm not going to make a big deal of that. But I mean, would you feel, for example, you could talk to me, or would you talk to your mum, or a teacher, or a friend? Have you got? somewhere you could go to say you know what i'm not i'm struggling a little bit with this yeah you yeah, know i have I, I feel like i can talk to you i can talk to my godfather i can talk to my other uncle you know they're, yeah. they're options but other people don't have those options and as a boy who's nearly 15 would you find it easier talking to a man 
as opposed to a woman? And there's no judgment in that question. Um, yeah, sometimes I reckon, I, yeah. I think that could help I, a bit I get more. that. I, I think it um, does help talking to someone of your own gender. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but... No, I think you're. Yeah. I think you're probably right. Particularly at a, a, a younger age, I think actually that's really, really important. I think as you get older, for a lot of people, it becomes slightly less important. But but maybe not. Why were you asking, Lucy? That's a brilliant question, by the way. Thank you. I was just because um, I, I'm kind of um, working with a lot of eighteen year olds at the moment, and I can kind of see them going through a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety and yeah. things. But they don't. They can't name it. They can't put a single kind of what it is, and they're blaming themselves for those feelings. And it's kind of it's so sad to see because it's that sort of thing. If if you can identify those feelings, you can get help for them, or if you find ways of coping with them, like going for a walk or meditating or something, you get that in practice from a young age. Then that's you kind of set up for life in a way i don't know it's hard to describe no it's an important uh it's an important tool and it's something that do you talk to your girls about it they're similar age my boys yeah. a little bit older do you talk to the girls about it yeah i do i do my youngest has mindfulness um sessions in her oh, lessons yeah. she's at lower school which i think is brilliant and i There's said some what, places that what do, do you that. think that is and she said it's just relaxing your mind and just mm -hmm. to she just said you just need to get her to do another bit. meditation for do, us because yeah. she's brilliant but i have talked to him you know in age appropriate language yeah. about you know um talking about problems and how it's it makes it easier if you let it out and don't just keep churning it over my eldest mm -hmm. is 11 now and she's getting to, into some sort of kind of pre-teenage behavior with her friends female friends at school it's starting to get a little bit kind of political and psychological and she had a fallout last week and she was lying awake and I suggested that she write something down so that she could get it out of her mind for now and then she could address it in the morning. We talked about it. Mm. And I think without going into, you know, telling her that what we're doing is psychology or in any way about mental health, it's just about sharing, you know. Yeah. And for her to know that she can talk to me about whatever she wants to talk about and I'll take it seriously. Thank you, Lucy. That's a brilliant, brilliant question. Thank you so much. No, Bob, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Um, and Lucy instantly gets 10 points for um, calling when no one else was. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good question. It, it is important, I think. And you know you can talk to me about anything, Dylan. But I yeah, also yeah. I get why you might think it's a little bit weird. And I, I know that we've spoken in the past yeah, yeah. a while ago, actually. It was a while ago. Um, but I also get why you might think it's, you know, I'm, I'm, nearly, I'm nearly 50, you know. And what do I remember about being 15? I remember some of it. But there's loads of it I don't remember. Yeah, it does sometimes for younger people feel easier to talk to like a uh, like a family member other than their parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely. live with your parents, and they're always going to have that information. Yeah, and and that can kind of sometimes I don't know. Sometimes that can kind of uh, it's hard to explain, but it, it's a bit easier sometimes talking to people other than because well, you don't parents. want to worry someone that. Yeah, yeah, some yeah sometimes, and it's like you want your parents to know and think that you're doing okay. I think that's out. a really common thing that yeah. it's easier to talk to people who are slightly removed. That's why a lot of people, you know, that's why I like not necessarily confession, but while, talk, while talking to a priest has been such an important thing for so many people because it's it's talking to someone who's not really connected with the family, who isn't necessarily going to mm. judge you so much. And I, I know people now that will go who aren't religious. But they'll go and talk to a priest because they're not because they want spiritual insight, but they're talking to someone and they're offloading with someone who isn't 
going to then go, oh, God, I've got to phone their mum. Mm-hmm. I've got to phone their wife. Oh, God, I'm so worried about that person. The priest yeah. will sit with that and, you know. But the very act of putting words to your worries is helpful sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. Getting my, it out my, of your head. My advice to you as an old man to a young man is, is talk. Talk, 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 talk. Yeah, yeah, it's it, good it, to get it, it off your it, chest. You get it off your chest, man, and I know it's a cliche, but... It doesn't necessarily solve everything, but it can sometimes help you see that everything is ev- everything can be solved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it just takes so much pressure off. I'm, I've been going through a bit of a tough time, and I've been talking to people. I get to talk here. I get to talk to Kath. I got a therapist. I'm lucky enough I can afford a therapist, and he helps me go. Well, you know that what you're saying is not the end of the world, and you think it's the end of the world, but that's not really the end of the world. You can sort it out with this, this, or this. Mm. And I go, ah, oh, yeah, okay, right. Now I do see that. Yeah, no. like, at a younger age, squabbles with other children in the playground might seem huge, but in, in retrospect, yeah. it's nothing. Well, this is the, 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 the thing with, like, 13, 14, 15-year-olds. The stuff that often to the parent, they'll be like, oh, stop being so stupid. Stuff that is, is a, and I do remember this as a 15-year-old, to, to a grown-up, I get why it seems stupid, but at 15, that's that's my life. That's it. That's everything is contained in that yeah, in that issue, yeah, that squabble, yeah. that fight, that argument, that point. And that is everything. And to be dismissed, and your parents are great, by the way, but it can be easy, and I've done it as a parent, to dismiss their child's concern because I've got to pay the mortgage. I've got to sort out about work. I've got, you know, that's no, but important. but also you recognise that as an adult, you've had that experience 50, 60 times. This is the first time they've had something as dramatic as that happened in their yeah. life, and it's a big deal. Um, we have to take a break. You're going to go through and take some phone calls, young man. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Across the UK. Late night with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I do my head toss. Check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Feeling good as Head toss. Check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Feeling good. Simplify if he don't love you anymore. Just walk your fine self 
344-499-1000. Let's get some calls in the last hour, please. Oh. Please don't swear. Good tea, Dylan. Good tea. You're working it, man. You're working it. 344-499-1000. We can ask. I don't want to get too heavy. Baby, how you feeling? Thank you. Um, by the way, I've learned how to play AJ Tracy live and direct on the ukulele, and I may bring it in this week and entertain all of you, you, you fine folk. Um, I don't want to, we don't want to get too heavy, but I would it could be kind of... Is it relevant to ask how you're feeling about the coronavirus? Is that relevant? I know it's not exactly um, the Giggle Factory opening up its doors for business. Um, and and all, as a question as well, I guess it kind of depends on what news you've been watching. Maybe, you know, I think some news outlets are being particularly... Got terrible indigestion, I can only apologise, but I think there's going to be at some point... There's going to be a big old burp. I just feel it. I feel it brewing, guys. I feel it brewing. And we're nothing if not honest, uh, open and direct on this double award-nominated show. That's right, double award-nominated. On Wednesday, we will find out that we've won absolutely nothing and it will be the fault of those scumbag judges. Although one of the awards we're up for is, um, has been voted for by the public. <laughs> Who trusts those guys? They voted Boris Johnson in. Anyway... That's by the by. That's by the by. Um, if you're, I don't know. Maybe there's, maybe there's something in that. I don't know. I, I am getting vaguely. I'm just wondering. I don't want to. I've got. I want to do funny stuff as well, Boyley. Yeah. But I'm just wondering if there is some merit in asking if people are uh, worried about the coronavirus. But then it dawned on me that there. All right. Here's the question. Has anybody stocked up because of the coronavirus on food? That's the question. Okay. Has anyone actually... Because you could be worried and concerned, but you're going about your normal daily business. The only thing that has changed about me is I wash my hands more, and I have some antibacterial gel in my car, which I don't use. But it's in the car. Which so is the filthiest place the, in the world. It's the stinkiest place, definitely. <laughs> he sat in my car last week and you went, oh, your car smells nice. How's that? Was that before or after I nearly got arrested? It was just before. Just then, before yeah. I got arrested. I nearly got arrested. Okay. Um, so, so, okay. So you can, you can be concerned, but you, you carry on your usual yeah. business. Have you gone that step further? And I'm, I know we're throwing out a topic and you guys don't go for topics, but have you gone that step further and stocked up on rations? Because mm. some people will have. But do you think those are the sort of people that would have rations anyway? Well, I, I, think, this is, I think this one is different to people prepping for a nuclear war or prepping for a zombie outbreak yeah. or in as much as... This is happening, and it's growing, and it doesn't really show any sign of... Slowing. Of, oh, well, it, it, it's growing quite slowly, but the fact that... How many people have died in Italy now? It's quite a few... You're allowed to Google that. May I? Quite a few people. I don't want to say it's... No, it's 300 that are... No. Is it 300 that are infected? It's not 300 that have died in Italy. Let me check. Please, let's get facts. I want facts. 
It's going to America straight away. Uh, 52. Have died? Yeah, up to four hours ago, that was it. Coronavirus death toll rises to 52. In Italy? Yes. Or the world? In Italy. Number of confirmed cases climbs to 1,835. 50, 50. In the European country, most uh, worst hit by outbreak. 52. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Again, now, now percentage-wise, it's nothing. Percentage-wise, it's not point not 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 whatever. But 52 is a lot. Okay, so this is the this is the breakdown of it. The Civil Protection Agency said 149 people had recovered from the virus. This is from the Guardian four hours ago. So the, the MSM. Okay, so we'll take this with a big bag of salt. 149 people had recovered from the virus, up by 66 since Sunday. The authority said 742 people had been admitted to hospital, 166 in intensive care. The vast majority of those affected had shown few or no symptoms and were recovering at home. Okay. So, it, I mean, it, 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 um, it could... I just, I just don't know what to make of it. I just don't know what to make of it, whether it's a thing or not. It doesn't show... Um, are either of you two guys going to answer the phones? Unbelievable! They're just out there having a chat! Oh, you're going to fit in beautifully, Dylan. (laughs) Just out there having a chat, the both of them. This is terrible. We've paired with the worst pairing of people we could ever. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, Because it could. This could be a thing. This is more of a thing than bird flu ever was, or swine flu. I don't know whether that's true. I don't, I don't remember the stats for those things. 52 people did not die in Italy. No, but Italy's the worst hit place in Europe. Yeah, it, but it's Italy. You know yeah. Italy. I've been to Italy. There's a lot of old people in Italy. Right. I'm not saying they deserve it. But those but old Italians, old. <laughs> Franco and all of that. No, that's Spain. Okay, but similar. You're thinking Mussolini. No, I'm not. So how do we get it to the old Spaniards? <laughs> Um, And we can joke about it because no one we know has died. When that changes, we will not joke about it unless it's... We're not joking about it. It's because we're terrified. It's satire, guys. It's biting satire. Um, Okay, okay. Uh, This, I think this could be a thing. You know that the government today, Cobra, is talking about shutting down cities. Mm. Locking, locking down. Yeah, but they have to... I think in the... Is it Matt Hancock? In, he said that we are planning for the worst and hoping for the best. That's that's their job, isn't it? They've got to look at the absolute worst case scenario. But they haven't until now. They haven't. They haven't told you about it. The Ian. government, no. The government up until this morning was saying. <laughs> By the way, man, we're we're so screwed. Danny Baker posted a really great tweet yesterday. Um, he said front page of the BBC website. Versus front page of the Daily Mail. In a while, one of these will be gone. Front page of the BBC website. Pretty Patel accused of a campaign of bullying. Mm. Front page of the Daily Mail website. Boris Johnson's having a baby and is going to get married. And, and that's it. And that's it. And that's it. That's the truth. Scru- Here's the thing. I'll tell you something, right? If you think the BBC is, bi- is, is overtly biased and is manipulating the news, you're thick. You're thick. You're thick. 
you're too thick to listen to this show. When they, when there's a comparison like that, home office, was it home minister? What are they called? Home furnished, what are they called? Home, what's, what's her job? Home, home secretary. Home secretary, I was going to say home lady. Home secretary accused of bullying on the BBC, the other websites, Gloris Johnson's having a baby. Flipping heck, man. I, listen, and I'm not saying this in any way to criticise one of my colleagues because I wouldn't do that. But I am allowed to highlight what I consider to be utter hogwash and propaganda from one of my colleagues. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dan Wooten. His tweet on February the 29th. Yes! Boris Johnson and Carrie Simmons are expecting their first child together and are to get married. Some much-needed happy news for the country. I wanted to eat my own fingers and puke them up after I'd read that. By the way, he went a little bit Frank Spencer at the end. I'll accept that. I, I, I read that and I, I saw that. Someone retweeted it and I thought, well, that's a joke. So I went to Dan's... Oh, God, he actually means it. Boris Johnson and Carrie... Yes! <laughs> yes! Did he put yes? That's how it starts. Yes! Boris, and I'm, listen, I'm allowed to criticise this. I know I get told off sometimes for, for pulling apart some of my colleagues. Hell, I even almost lost a job over it. But I'm allowed, this is a tweet in a public domain by a former editor of The Sun. Is he still the editor of The Sun? Uh, I'm allowed to say this. Maybe not in the voice. Yes, Boris Johnson and Kerry Simmons are expecting their first child together and are to get married. Some much-needed happy news for the country. How is that happy news for the country, Dan? Are you nuts? Are you nuts? A man who's got, what is it, between five and nine children that he never visits and won't admit to is having another baby. Imagine this guy was signing on. I mean, he is living in a council house that we're paying for, right? So imagine that this guy was a guy on a council estate. Yes! Steve Jones and his new partner, his 16th partner, are having a baby. This is much-needed happy news for this guy. No, it's not. How is that happy news? But what? I mean, I think people have been going in on her, and I don't think that's very fair. Of course it's not fair. No, 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 of course it's not fair. Because no. it's a woman having her first baby. But it's a woman having a baby. Why are we supposed... It, because it's the Prime Minister? That's the... That's the... Happy news? That... No. No. I think it's really divine... And, and, and his... History... Of... What we know of his history of parenting... Is... Shameful. It's a really poor excuse. My... I, I think I identify... Or I'm angry about this... Because my dad was a lousy dad... And very similar to Boris Johnson, I, he had kids everywhere, and I didn't know how many kids he had. I'm not totally sure he knew how many kids he had. Um, and so maybe that's what, partly why I take it, I, I get so kind of angry about this. Um, his history of parenting is, is terrible. Yes! Yeah, I think maybe it's over-egging it just a tad. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. this dear listener is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0344-499-1000. There you go, you see. There you go. Um, let's take some phone calls, shall we? Let's go to... Connor! Hello. Hello, Connor. Good evening. Um, I was just bringing up to say, uh, my school, uh, and it's different everywhere, but my school do the, we do mental health every Thursday, I think. We've gone through a lot of the, a lot of the, the main ones, we've gone through like the anxiety and depression. And when you say you do it, do you have like a, do you have an actual, like, period set aside for it? So we do it in the morning, so we've got shooter time, which is about 25 minutes before we go to our first lesson so yeah. we, we dedicate that on a Thursday morning and that goes to it and that covers is meant to cover all the the big topics that go in mental health but quite do a lot. people I here's my here's my problem what's wrong you got like dinner in your beard or something no I haven't got dinner in it's my gone. beard because I mean, there wasn't anything there Fluff. it was a lie I know 14 year old me would take the mick wildly in that class I'm not proud of it it's a different environment though what do you mean? I think that kids these days are more switched onto it. Well, yeah, but I would. St well, let's up. We have we have a young person on the line. Ask let's him. Up. Connor. Are people yeah. taking? Um, uh, <laughs> are people taking the mick? Uh, well, I'm on the the older spectrum, so I'm 17 myself. Right. Okay. I'm in year 13, so I feel like people take it quite seriously. And I think sort of the overall side of it is that everyone takes it seriously. I know my school doesn't like it when when people don't take it seriously as well, so that might play into it a bit. But I'm as far as I'm I know, because I I've got friends that are in the younger years and they tell me a lot that they've always taken it seriously too. So I feel like it, it is generally taken quite seriously because I think the younger generation now have noticed that it's a it's a big problem, it's a rising problem, and I think a lot of people are more aware when they're under the under some form of mental health yeah, issue. As, as long as some part of the, Yeah, as long as part of the message gets in, so you know that if, if you know, here's the thing as well, I mean, we, we all have mental health in the same way we all have physical health, but, but, but quite a lot of people are lucky enough to not be affected in a negative way by it, and that's great. And some people, it might not affect them for years, and I guess it's that thing of planting the seed of knowing that if it does hap happen to you, uh, there are things that you can do... Yeah, I've, I always feel like I've been open about it a lot. So I remember sort of last year, I remember feeling really, really bad with myself. Yeah. I remember talking to my mum was a massive, massive help. So I went I went in in almost tears after sort of a month of just feeling really, really horrible. Mm. And I came out feeling a lot happier than I did before. I remember sitting down and I remember just having a bit of a cry and I felt, and I'm not ashamed to admit that at all, but I did feel a lot better afterwards. Mm. I, I think, yeah, talking that, about, that really about, helped. Talking about it, Connor, is, is a big thing. Thank you, mate. I appreciate that. 0344 499 1000. Stephen? Yes? I thought we were... Did we not say that you weren't going to phone up uh, until you'd been clean for a certain amount uh, of time? I, I used your man Gat for the time machine. Gatford didn't have a time machine. That was David Babcock that had a time machine, and it got stu he got him stuck <laughs> in twelve thirty AD. So you got to be careful well, with it. <laughs> oh, Ian, I've got that much going on in my life just now. Right. Um, my mop's been up um, to forty-five milligrams, and wow, um, it's like 
Your what's been what, what? I can't, I didn't understand what you said. My, my mirtazepine yeah. has been up to 45 milligrams. Right. From 15. And, um the first, the first thing used to get in We had a deal, though. We had a deal. <sighs> we had a deal. Well... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what I think it is? I think you just don't like me and you don't want me on not, the air. Not I think that's what I No, not true at all. I love you. I love you. Yes, we, we did have a deal. You're right. Yeah, yes. we did have a deal. And, and, and listen, you, you, you can, you know, chuck it at me, whatever you want. Um, I, 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 I don't want you... I don't... I want you on the air and I want you clean. And I want to know that I am not enabling your drug addiction. That's what I want. And uh, we had... What's I'm, the, we I'm, had no a, longer a, I'm no longer a drug addict. Oh, wow, that I changed over the weekend, did it? Um, oh, nice one, man. Tell me how you did it. <laughs> exactly, man, exactly. Yeah, Colliver. We <laughs> had, didn't... What was it, six weeks? No, uh, not... Uh, uh, Kat, um, very kindly... It's um, Catherine. Oh, sorry. It's Catherine. Um, I'm just saying that. I'm not saying that to shame you. I'm just saying that to highlight that your focus is perhaps not as tuned in as perhaps you think it is. I'm not saying that in any way to embarrass you. I'm just saying it that you've been missing quite an obvious part of this conversation for a while. And I, lo I know we spoke when Ian wasn't here, but you've spoken to Ian more recently, and, and the deal was that you hung on for a bit and you got some proper help yeah yeah remember yeah Catherine yeah Stephen I want you on this show I really do you're a good man when I say I love you I don't say it flippantly genuinely I love you right and as much as I love all humankind yeah 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 but yeah. I worry that this show and me is if not encouraging you is not if, not encouraging you to um, get to take drugs, but I don't think we, we're encouraging you necessarily to get clean. I think we're a distraction. Yeah. And actually, you should be having this conversation with someone who can give you some practical help. Yeah, but I'm not really talking about drugs. I'm talking about... Talking about metazapine, which is a really strong... Oh, right, prescription right, drug, oh, oh, but but, right, but that's right. irrelevant. But here's the thing: you coming on and saying, "Oh, metazapine is up from 15 milligrams to 45 milligrams," I can't help with that because I'm not a doctor. I can't give you any advice on that. Can't tell. All I can suggest is follow your doctor's suggestions. That's it, right? And and the the the, the point was, I really wanted you to have some clean time from street drugs. Before we spoke again. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's hard sometimes, you know, because I, I know <laughs> I exactly. I know how. Night and I and I and I hear hear things and I, I think, oh, you know, and, I, and then write them down. And in six weeks, when you've got six weeks clean time, or whenever, or, or in eight weeks when you've got six weeks clean time, or in ten weeks when you've got six weeks clean time. You can phone up and I will let you talk for as long as you want going through that list. So it's back up to six. It was four, but it's back up to Ooh, six. Weeks. I tell you what, I'll take it back down to four then. That's a deal. Is that a deal? 
Is it? I'll stick, they, right, yeah, I'll stick to it this time. You're going to stick to it? Yeah. Right, right. By the Shut way, up. Your, man, your man on the phone, total pro, total pro. But Dylan did, did a good job, did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Right. Hang on a minute. So, let me, I've got my diary out. So, where are we? We, we uh, uh, Monday... Second. March the 2nd. So, we count forward one week to Monday, March the 9th. Two weeks to Monday, March the 16th. Three weeks to Monday, March the 23rd. I tell you what. Three weeks, because I'm off in four weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. Of, of being clean and sober. That sounds good. That says to me, and I'm writing that down, Monday, March the 23rd, Stephen Glasgow, clean question mark. And that means, I don't want, I mean, and listen, it's your choice, man. But I can hear yeah, a really no, good I know, man. I know, I know, I know. I, I know can hear a good man that. drowning. And I've thrown you a lifeline, right? It's up to you whether you get hold of that and you hold on for your, your everything, your, whatever your life is worth, you hold on. Yeah, I've got other help. You're just entertainment, you know, you're just... Um... Oh, in that case, you can piss off. If we're just entertainment, <laughs> well, if, you're in, if we're just entertainment, then don't call. <laughs> because then, then don't call, because you phoning up... I'm serious. You phoning up saying, oh, I'm up from 15 to 45 milligrams of metastasine. Let me tell you something. That ain't entertainment. That's not entertainment for anybody. That's not entertainment. If, if what you're saying is we're entertainment, that isn't very entertaining. I get you. I get you. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's interesting to no one apart from you, okay? And I don't... I, no, I do mean to be harsh. Um, if you don't want our help around drugs, then I mean I don't know what I don't know what you want. You want to laugh or keep listening, but don't phone up. No, I do. I do want. I, I do want um, your experiences and but but like you said, you don't want to be dragged down too much about mental health and talking about drugs and talking about. So I said something similar to that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Um, so, I think the caveat thought, to that was if you're not doing anything about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, coming on and telling him what you've scored and you know how much week after oh, week is not helping you. Do you know oh, what I mean? Have I? Have I? Have I actually done? Have I? God. Yes, you have, and you don't remember it because you were so off your mash. <sighs> But Ian, I'm sorry. Now we're moving forward. It's not going to happen again, is it? No, it's not. It's not. I've lost part of it. Part of my muscle in my arm. That's, that's God knows what would be next. No, yeah, exactly. No, it's not going to happen. Let's talk in three weeks. I look forward to it. Speak yeah. to you then, Stephen. Um, this, the, the great thing about where we are now is that sometimes people who phone up then tweet. I've just phoned up. You get to see what they look like. Yeah. You seen Connor? No. Connor, who just messaged us, just tweeted us. My God, I'm jealous of his hair. My God, that is a oh, that is a fine head of hair, isn't it? Yeah, I mean that is. Um, Jeez, I'm jealous of that. That's a bit Tony Hadley, isn't it? Oh, that makes me sick. Oh, Connor, let's scalp him. <laughs>
I want to come in. I want to. I want to win the awards on Wednesday wearing Connor's scalp. I want to go on stage at the Palladium wearing Connor's scalp. Here's the thing I'm learning <laughs> as we get older. It's someone else's turn to have the hair. <laughs> That's a great head of hair, man. Thank you. Thank you very much for tweeting us and, and saying hello after the phone call. I appreciate that. And there'll be new listeners thinking, gosh, they were hard to that poor uh, caller. Here's the thing. This is a show where you can dip in and out, but there is a narrative that goes on. And sometimes that narrative goes on uh, 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 for years. And, um, you know... Uh, I want Stephen to be clean. I, 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 the fact that he didn't remember telling us when he, about scoring drugs, when he told us about scoring drugs and then phoned us up the next day clean to apologise for it. He doesn't remember it. No. Stephen, you're a good man. Don't take drugs. 0344-499-1000. This is Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Showed my kids Speed at the weekend for some reason. Speed it means the film. Yeah, it was just oh yeah, it was in my head and I thought I wonder if that stands the test of time. When is it? Nineteen ninety four. I'm there's a bomb on the bus and I. It turns out I haven't seen Speed since it came out and I bought a bootleg, a pirate VHS copy in Camden. Before it was even released at the cinema. So I've only seen it in really bad, lo-fi. And I watched it loads and loads. I'd never seen it in HD. And uh, I, I went to commonsense.org or whatever it is, which is a really great website that lets you know what parents and kids think of certain films. Oh, and it tells right. you about the swear. It's great. Really good. It tells you about the swearing and the drug taking and the violence. And parents will it'll quite often say parents view this film as 14 plus. Kids view this film as 12 plus. Well, here's another thing. Like some of the films that we watched as kids yeah. have got like the homophobic F word in there. Yeah. Um, well, don't watch The Goonies. Well, that's another thing. <laughs> I, I almost set the kids up to watch The Goonies. And then within about um, five minutes, I went, yeah, no, I don't think this is don't really for us Goonies. anymore. Because it's just not dated well, is it? A lot of it hasn't. Um, and Speed, I think Speed it said, parents said 15 plus and kids said 13 plus or maybe 14. And I went through it and basically it was a lot of bad language and a man being decapitated. And I went, I think my kids can handle that. Yeah, when your uh, son was explaining to me what he'd been watching, he did mention the decapitation. So I think that's probably I'd something that will stay with him. I'd forgotten the decapitation. And my eight-year-old, as it happened, hands over his face went, Oh my gosh, that is so brutal. Can we rewind it and see it again? <laughs> yeah. Speed's a great film. Really stands the test of time. A lot of those 90s action films are quite slow. This really sounds a test of time. My few problems. The lift scene at the beginning is too long. The train scene towards the end is too long. And at the end, right at the end, they kiss. And both my boys went, yeah, that... Ruined it. It ruined it. That really, <laughs> there's no need for that. And I said, actually, do you know what? There is no need for that in, in that thing. It's, it's a silly kind of um, uh, ending and there is no need for that. And because I'd sold it to them, oh, it's about a bus, bomb on a bus. If it goes below 50 miles an hour, it blows up. And the first bit with the lift is like 20, 25 I don't minutes. I remember that. It's where Dennis Hopper puts a bomb on a lift. Oh. Um, and there's like 12 people in there, and Keanu and 
the other guy from Dumb and Dumber, Jeff, not Bridges. Daniels. Jeff Daniels is in it. Jeff Daniels is in it. Who remembered that? Is he a copper? He's um, uh, Keanu Reeves' partner who, pop quiz, is a hostage, there's a guy going towards a plane, he's got a, uh, a civilian as a hostage, what do you do? Shoot the hostage, take them out of the equation. You shoot the hostage? Take them out of the equation. And then of course there's is a bit- Is that your Keanu Reeves? Yeah. Then there's a bit where um, uh, Jeff Daniels is being held by Dennis Hopper and Jeff Daniels goes, Take the hostage out of the equation. So Keanu then shoots him in the leg. You shot me in the leg! It's brilliant. <laughs> They're such a great pairing. I've forgotten Jeff Daniels is in it. And, spoiler alert, I've forgotten Jeff Daniels gets blown up. There's a bit where they work out that Dennis Hopper is the bad guy. So a SWAT team go to his house. And then it sets off a little trigger and Jeff Daniels looks at the trigger. Boom! They're all blown up. It's brutal. So many F words in there. By the time we got to the third F word... In about five minutes, I'm thinking, ah, we're in now. To be honest, I think if I was dealing with bombs, I'd be effing as well. Exactly. Um, it's such a good film. So much, and I, I didn't remember. There were bits I forgot, um, but bits I remembered. It was beautiful. It's just cans. It's just cans. You remember that bit where she drives into a buggy and she thinks she's killed a baby, and that even though I knew that was coming, it was still hair, hairs on the back of the neck moment. Mm. It's just cans! It's just cans! It's great. And here's the thing. I hadn't really paid any attention to Sandra Bullock in it, because it's a boys' action film. She's amazing in it. Yeah. She's so good. He's not a great actor in it. No, but she is not the usual, and for that time especially pretty ankle-twisting, yeah. helpless yeah. woman. She's actually unusual, really capable. It? it was unusual. It was unusual. Yeah. He was hot. Yeah. He was really hot. I mean, you don't need to say was. Really He's hot. still hot. She was great. Dennis Hopper's just always Dennis Hopper, and I love it. Um, I thought it was such a good film, and the kids really, really enjoyed it, and it felt more grown-up. You know, it felt like we were having... Because we'd had a bit of a weird Saturday mo uh, Sunday morning. There'd been a few arguments and a few tears, and I wasn't in a great mood. And then we all sat on the sofa watching that, and my youngest kept going, well, when, is, when are they on the bus? When are they on the bus? And his first question, what number bus is it? I can tell you what number bus it is. It's a 33. Is Which, it? Yeah, as you see, halfway through the film went, oh, it's a 33. Went, ah, oh, great, thanks. <laughs> Such a good... If you've not seen Speed in 20 years, go and watch it, man. It's so good. And I know it's going to be rubbish... And I'm going to watch it on my own, but I'm going to watch Speed 2. Okay. Even though he's not in I know it's, it's on a boat, but Speed 2, Cruise Control. Who's, it, who's in it? Sandra Bullock. Speed 2, Cruise Control. I'm going to watch it. But it's great. And the decapitation scene is, as my youngest said, brutal. brutal. Uh, we had to watch it back again. Um, it's great. It's great. Real 90s, you know stupid over the top. The bit where they're, they're on the, the train and it can't slow down and he goes... There's a curve coming up. I'm going to speed up and hope we topple over. <laughs> and then this, the train is like sliding along and then it goes, oh, it's, it's great. And of course, I've forgotten who was in it. Ferris Bueller's mate is in it on the bus. I just got to, uh, we're going back to the airport. I just came from there. You know, it's, it's great. Such a good film, man. We had such fun watching it. You know, two hours not wasted at all watching that. Nonsense. Meanwhile, at my house, with my girls, it was Maleficent too. This time it's personal. Any good? Uh, my youngest fell asleep, and I... 
kind of kept sort of um, going in and out, you know, when you realise you're looking at it but not really watching it. Yeah. But I like I like the idea of it, and I think Angelina Jolie's brilliant. Yeah. Even though when I first saw her in this film called The Bone Collector with Denzel Washington, I was in a uh, cinema where every time they did a close-up on her mouth, because her lips are in, enormous, and it was before women were starting to really yeah. pump their lips up like that, people were laughing. But her lips are natural, aren't they? I know, they? Yeah. but people They're were laughing. Lips. By the way, those lips have kissed me. Yeah, you do mention that every time. Angelina Jolie kissed me. She talks about that too. I bet she does. I bet she does. I bet if I met her, she'd go, Ian, come here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Jessie. Good evening, Jessie. Hello. Hello, Jessie. Hello, Olivia. And hello, Dylan. Dylan is, I think Dylan answered your phone call. Now, I have to, yeah, because this is, this is an official work experience thing through his school, the council and talk radio, I have to ask you a few questions about Dylan. So you spoke to Dylan on the phone, did you, Jessie? Yeah. Can I, uh, please, be, please answer the questions. I don't. Please answer the questions. Um, on a scale of one to ten, with yeah. one um, him calling you an a hole, and ten him uh, him asking you to marry you, how polite was he? Ten. He very. Was a, he was a ten. Okay. Um, and in terms of his knowledge, with <laughs> one. Him thinking Winnie the Pooh is actually made out of faecal matter, and ten, him winning University Challenge. How knowledgeable would you say he was? He actually did extra work, because he oh. asked me what not to talk about, oh. and actually said to him, you don't need to do that on this show. <laughs> <gasps> so bum, yeah, bum lick, you'd say, for Bumlick you'd say ten? So ten, yeah. He's done a good job, has he? Yeah. <laughs> nice one, Dylan. Thank you. What have you got for us, Jesse? I love the fact that the callers are telling you how to do it. That's kind of what we create here. Thank you for that, Jesse. Go well, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two things. Yes. One serious and one about your show. Oh yeah. Uh, show oh yeah. <laughs> First thing, I'm on to bring it up because did you read this week? Uh, did you see the post come up on Facebook? about uh, Jeremy Kyle's producer. Uh, yes, Mel I did producer. see that one of his yeah. producers, a young woman, I think in her very early 30s, died. She'd yeah. also worked on several that. other... She'd worked on several other shows. Yeah. When I read it, there was no cause of death given. Oh, she's committed suicide. Do we know... Catherine, can we find that <laughs> out? One. Because some piece actually confirms that. Yeah. Okay, well let's let's. Let me, I'm going to let Catherine just 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 it's confirm that because I did read that she passed and it yeah. didn't. Um, the, the story I read didn't yeah. give any informazioni oh, about that. And when you see, with these kind of things, it's it's important to yeah. um, to get them right. So while we're looking at what was the other I thing you wanted to say? To bring it up. All right, I'll go on to the thing first. Yes. About your show, yeah. Yeah. How do you book the wheelchair space? Um, you get in touch with the venue, I guess. You can't do it on the web? I don't think so. And oh. as, as someone who's had to book wheelchair spaces for my yeah. mum, um, quite often with venues, you have to phone them directly. Oh. And will it... Uh, some, and normally you get one companion seat. I need two carers. Um... Yeah, I'll speak to them. I yeah, speak yeah, yeah. to them, see what they say. I think the general... Here's the thing, I don't know each... Normally, each yeah, well, yeah, normally, yeah. normally they give you one carer, don't they? And then if anyone else has to pay. But, but because I'm severely disabled, they normally... Oh, you show off. You show, you show off, Jesse. You just like give me up. You show off. 
No, I'm not. Which one are you looking at? Which venue? The black... <laughs> of course, the one in Scotland. I don't know what venue it is. No, the the, the Glee Club in, in Glasgow. Um, it the Glee Club? The Glee Club in Glasgow. Exactly. If... How, um, uh, it, we, we, speak to them, and if there's a problem, then send me an email and we'll sort something out. The places are normally good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Glee uh, Club is great. Never we'll... been, I've never been had any problems with anywhere. Oh, I've got a... F I don't know. Speak to them, and if they... Because I can't remember if... I don't know if there's stairs there or not. That's the problem with some of these old venues, as you will know. Isn't there at least one wheelchair space at all these shows? No. Oh. Because we hate you people. No, no we don't. It's, here's the thing. Uh, uh, here's the thing. And uh, this is slightly problematic. In some of the venues we've played in, because we play like kind of really small, quite often old buildings, some of them, oh. are on, uh, there are stairs, I'm afraid. And that is kind of out of our... Uh, and I know a couple of people gave us flack for it. They were right to bring it up, definitely. But because we're playing really small little venues, we can't be so choosy as to pick ones that have always wheelchair accessible. So, Jesse, phone up the Glee Club in Glasgow. Yeah. See what they say. Yeah, no problem. All right. And I've, we'll, and we'll go off on this question. Have piece up about the lady? Oh, you... Yeah, I have. It says suspected suicide, which suspected. doesn't mean... So we don't know well, for I sure. Want to make up a general, I want to make a general Maybe point you, about You're good it. at this. You can make a general point then, yes. Not Pacific, but... Yeah. I Pacific. Think, I don't think it was fair or the blame on the show uh, or the... about the... Uh, con the... The person that took part that yeah, I, I think society is blame to blame because society obviously yeah. wanted to watch that crap, and I used to enjoy that crap a long time ago until I realised yeah. that it was exploiting a lot of vulnerable people, a lot of whom have mental health mm -hmm. problems, a lot of whom yeah, have addiction it was problems. Good as well, do you know what I mean? It was good and bad. No, it won't. I don't think it was. I, I struggle to see the good in it. I struggle. I could be persuaded. I know that. I know that some people have argued it gave a voice to working class people that that would otherwise not have a voice. I can sort of see that it was a working class person yeah. who put forward that argument. I can sort of see that. I don't really think there was much good in it. Now, stop pulling my chicken, Angel. <laughs> Sorry. Angel's my cat nicking my chicken. <laughs> Angel! So, hey, my cat's nearly jumped in the bath with me today. <laughs> I was having a bath and the young one, um, Patty, oh, was trying oh. to stand on the bubbles. That's the way it goes. Jesse, thank you very much. This, dear listener, is Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. You all right, Dylan? You enjoying it? Thumb thank up. you, mate. The thumb is up. Roger's saying he's never seen Speed. Oh, it's a great film. You've spoilt it for him now. I have spoilt it. Spoiler alert, I've spoilt it for you. Um, it's a really good... I really, really enjoyed that, actually, and, and it was great watching it with the kids. It felt a little bit naughty, a little bit grown up. This was after we'd been to... No, before... Beef Eater. 71 quid for three people. That's outrageous. They don't eat from the kids' menu anymore. Right. Okay. But we didn't have any starters, no booze, one dessert. The boy's cutting down on the booze, are they? <laughs> three fizzy pops, or two fizzy pops and a, a coffee. 71 That's quid. A lot, isn't that it? is a lot of money. Comparing the fact we've been to Cosmo in Oxford, 
the day before. And eaten the world. 32 quid. And we'd had refilled drinks and um, we'd had more fun. I mean, the boys liked it, a beef eater. I haven't been for years. It's quite old-fashioned, like Harvester. Mm. But there's one near me and we'd driven past it and one day my son had spotted it and I said, oh, we'll go there one day. And, um, yeah, I was really surprised when that bill came in. And the food wasn't that great. The ch- I had chicken and barbecue ribs. The ribs were nice, but the chicken was quite dry. And my boys... <laughs> Um, my, one of, they both had double stack burgers and one had double stack burger with, um, lobster on top. What? Okay, now I see why it was expensive. No, but I mean, it's, it's like a 16 was quid burger. Was it drizzled in gold? And the other one had like, um, steak. <laughs> and I ate it all. But I mean, they weren't particularly, I mean, it's like 16, it was like all the burgers were sort of 15, 16, 17 quid. And they weren't great burgers. You know, they were a little bit... My chicken was dry and the burgers were a little bit damp. When did burgers get gentrified? Yeah. um, It was... uh, I was disappointed with the beef eater. I won't go for another 30 years, I don't think. You know, it's a nice ambiance and we booked. So people in front of me, I'm so sorry, we haven't got any room for another hour. Uh, And they turned to me and said, oh, it's booked up. I went, yeah, I know, I've booked I think you've got a table for us. This way, please, sir. Thank you very much oh. indeed. <laughs> Let's go to Jess, uh, June. Hi there, Ian. Hi, Catherine. Hello, June. June, what can you do for um, us, please? Um, with regard to Jessie and her tickets to yes. Glasgow Glee Club. Yes. We phoned the Glee Club up. Yeah. Um, they will tell her on the phone whether they've got any disabled spaces okay but we weren't offered offered any carer uh, cheap tickets oh you're supposed to i thought you were supposed to get a standard in england you are a free carer oh, in england ticket well we haven't on both of them oh you should did you because ask we're going to cardiff and um did you ask yes Oh, okay. Well, in that case, I'm sorry. It's kind of out of our hands, that really. Oh, it doesn't bother us. It doesn't no. bother us. No, I know, but I, well, yeah. I was just thinking with um, here's the problem. Here's the problem. And, and, and as you know, well, Jesse, if you're hearing this, I mean, we'll, we'll chuck in a carer for free. We can, I, I can do that, but you know, June, I've booked tickets for my mum to go, you know, and stuff, and she's in a wheelchair. And some places are brilliant. Some places, mm, yeah. I never forget, I took my mum to a theatre in London, I can't remember which one it was, to watch um, the Four Seasons, the Frankie Valley musical. So it's Midnight Cowboys, what's it called? Midnight Boys. The Jersey Backstreet Boys. Boys. Jersey Boys. Not the Backstreet Boys, that's different. And these old London theatres are tiny and they are not built for wheelchairs and I was kind of dreading it, right? But we got uh-huh. there and we went to the front and I said, we have... My mum is in a wheelchair. She went, Madam, it's so lovely to see you. They spoiled her rotten. Madam, it's so lovely to see you. I'm just going to ask you, if you could follow me. I'm really sorry, but we're going to go back outside onto the main street and we're going to go through a side entrance. It's going to be a little bit busy, but it just makes it a little bit easier to, to do the wheelchair. And we went round there and security opened the door and we went, I think we might have had a box. I think the wheelchair seats were in a box. And we got in and they said, uh, Madam, are you comfortable? Is there anything that you would like? And we said, no, this is fantastic. And she went, okay, well, if it's okay with you, during the interval, I will come back and I, if you would like any drinks, I'll be more than happy to go spoil us then you get somewhere like the o2 and they couldn't give us stuff they have about five oh. wheelchair seats for a neil diamond concert they go like that you have to phone up and book them they go in instantly and you get sent to one door and they go now nah, i think it's another d-. it's awful 
Well, we had we had the same problem when with the, the Rondo Theatre in Bath. We couldn't get a seat at all. Well, uh, could you because not? they only had one. Yeah. Well, again, this is this um, comes down to the thing that the venues that we're playing are very often very small independent theatres or art centres that you know have got like sixty to ninety seats and they kind of haven't got the budget to make it more accessible and i get that and i'm and i'm so sorry to all of our fans that are too lazy to walk <laughs> and i'm joking i get it and it's not ideal and i get it and i i really appreciate yeah, that I mean, you guys we haven't we haven't had a problem with glee anyway okay they, brilliant. They booked up both venues on the same phone call nice one Sorted everything out thank you june and i and After i get it we and wanted a table and if we if i could Stay in the wheelchair, or did I want a special chair? Well, that's great. That's great. They were wonderful. That's great, and, I, so and I'm I, hoping that she'll get somewhere for that. My fingers are crossed, and and I really appreciate your persistence and your patience. And I really, we have had a few people try and cancel me and Catherine online for not playing wheelchair accessible places. Listen, we're playing well, small venues, and also I'm doing all the bookings, and I don't know. It's uh, we're a little bit out of our depth, so we we apologise to well, anyone we may have upset. It's like it's like going to the like you said about going to the cinema and the theatre and things like that. Some places do, yeah. some places don't. Yeah, you yeah. just take it as you find it. Exactly. And hope for the best. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed that Jesse's listening. Thank you so much for. I'm going to move on uh, because I've got two more calls I want to squeeze in before Daryl comes in. One. Good evening, <laughs> Alan. Alan. That's what it says on my screen. Is that me? Is your name Alan? Jesus Christ! Well, kind of, yeah. Well, Half of my name. Well, eh? well what's your? I'll take it. What, what's your full name? Do I have to fire Dylan? No, you could do. What, I mean, that's not my problem. What, no, well, no, it, could, well, it could be your problem if you're bullshining me. What is your name? Bullshining? I don't know what bullshining. My name's Al. I call myself Al. Right. So Alan isn't half of your name. Al is half of your name, so instead of firing that young man, I should give him a raise because he has got yeah. he has done more work than is required. He does. He deserves a raise. I'll give him that. He okay. deserves it. Well, he's going to go from no pounds to um, zero pounds. What can we do no, for you, He deserves your wage. No, no one deserves. <laughs> no, even I don't deserve my wage at this this place. That's true. What, no, all no. right. Okay. Okay. The banter has ended. <laughs> what can we do for you, Al? Um, I'm fired because I love listening to your show every night. I love it. Bumbling. You make me laugh. That's, that's all I've got, really. You just made me laugh. I'm going to come there and tickle you to death. Yeah, do you want to tickle me? I want to you give bad. you a tickle. What, what are you wearing right now, Alan? Are you in your PJs? No, tracksuit bottoms and T-shirt. Nothing okay. exciting. Can you do me a favour? Can you just, right, get your arms and put both hands yeah. on your head, please? Okay, yeah, I'm doing. You ready? Yeah. Ticket, 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 that, All right. that was kind of kinky. Thank Hello. you very much indeed, Alan. Let's go to Fake Hello. Sheila. Good evening, Fake Sheila. Good evening, Fake Sheila. Hello. Turn your radio off. Radio off. No, my radio's not on. Well, there's a weird echo. Weird echo. So what we're going to do, Dylan, could you call Fake Sheila back, please? Hang her up and call her back. Why does Sheila always ring with two minutes to go? Can I just say as well, I'm not a June as, June's daughter has tweeted us yes. about the whole... Carer going for free. Mm -hmm. Shh, don't tell June. But I didn't ask for a free carer. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey, Sheila. Oh, hey, Sheila. Hello. Hello there. What can we do for you? Am I still echoing? No. no. But why do you okay. always phone so late? No, I phoned ages ago. You, did, you didn't. You didn't. Yes, I did. About uh, 40 minutes ago. Hang on a second. Uh, Alex and Dylan, did she phone 40 minutes ago? He's lying. He's lying. He's work experience. He's lying. Uh, he's, <gasps> also, he's also my nephew, so I'd be very, very careful. <laughs> I know. Sheila, I see all of the calls that come up. <laughs> I you, know. So you didn't call 40 minutes ago? Half an hour? Not no. even. No! No! But he was very sweet. He was very lovely. Distraction. And Distraction technique. Not uh, not allowed. I had a serious topic, but there's no point talking about it today, so I'll throw it up later you've in got, the week. You've got 80 seconds. serious topic. You've got 80 seconds. Right, Beef Eater. I haven't been there since I was about eight years old, but it's good. It's good. No, it was good when you were eight because it was good being eight. No, no, no. It was rubbish then. And, and I went Darryl's there the other come, day. Darryl's come in and get her off. What's wrong? Get her off. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Why do you want? Why do you want she fake Sheila off? Get her off. Yeah. Right. She's gone. He's brought his dental wipes. He's not playing games. What's your, Get what's her your, off. What's your beef with her? I don't know, actually. I was just being a bit... Oh, in that case. Southern, a bit provocative. And he's northern. I'll have a fight. Yeah, no, get her off. You yeah, be careful. Gone. I'm northern as well. Get her off. She's gone. I, you, I, you, I, you're outnumbered in that fight. I respect... What's this attitude? I, I like know, it. But, it's uh, ballsy. Thank you. This is Mankey. Ballsy. Thank you. Balls out northernness. She's gone. Sheila, you're gone. Bye. Daryl, talk to us. Bye. Got my death all wipes. Bye, go away! Go away! Bye, everyone! Go away. Bye, everyone! Bye! Will you go Bye. away? Go away! I'm gone! I'm gone! Bye! Daryl, tell See us. Ya. Go away! Daryl, tell See us. Ya. Put the phone See down! Ya. Don't wanna be ya! Tell us about these dental wipes, Daryl. Oh, she has gone. She Good. has finally. Silly mare. Got some dental wipes. You went for lemon, did you? It's not getting me. Yeah, I have got. Uh, I'm really sorry. I'm, can I just interrupt? Sorry, yeah. because of because of Sheila, we're out of time. You're joking. This is talk radio. Talk radio. <laughs>